What's going on, drinking buddies? It is fucking 6 a.m., six hours before this comes out. I board a flight to New York in about mm, two hours. I'm still sitting in my underwear, obviously recording this. So we'll see if I make it to Skankfest. Speaking of which, if you're in New York for uh, Legion of Skanks, Skankfest, I'll be around. Find me, do some shots with me. I'm going to try to get some podcasts done while I'm in New York. But let me knock out this pre-roll really fucking quick so I can make my flight. <laughs> I'm the fucking worst, man. This week's episode is brought to This week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please will send you one album that is essential to the modern collection. It comes with exclusive printings for Vinyl Me Please members. Exclusive liner notes, exclusive color of the vinyl. Comes with a cocktail recipe. It's fucking rad, man. So if you want to try out Vinyl Me Please... Go to www.joinvmp.com slash anwd. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash anwd. Do it. When you get your first vinyl, do me a solid. Tweet at me. Slide into the DMs. Tell me what you got. I'm excited about this shit. Also, we are brought to you this week by our friends at Ghost Tequila. Ghost Tequila, as you know, if you're a regular listener to this show, is a 100% agave Blanco tequila that is 80 proof and infused with fucking ghost peppers. I've been drinking so much of it recently that I am literally out of product. Hint, hint, ghost. It's so good. I brought it to a couple uh, 4th of July parties. Giant hit, doing shots of random performers. Oh, it was such a good time. If you are not lucky enough to buy Ghost in-state at your local liquor store, go to www.ghosttequila.com, pick up your own bottle, share with me your fucking ghost stories. I want to see you get, well, I want to see you drink responsibly, but I want to see you do a couple shots. Also, last but not least, we are brought to you by our friends at Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS. Not only can you subscribe to your favorite podcast you can subscribe to your favorite performers, and it will pop up in your feed whenever they make an appearance on another show. You can subscribe to me, and when I occasionally make appearances on other people's podcasts, boom, it'll pop up right in app. So if you're on iOS and you are not listening to this on Laughable right now, stop what you're doing, go to the App Store, download it right now, re-download the episode. If you're on Google Play, go to laughable.com, sign up for the mailing list, the minute Android comes out, they will let you know. All right. I'm rushing through this shit because I still have to pack. I am the fucking worst, man. This week's episode is my buddy David Lord. David is a legendary fucking porn director. He is one of the people I partied with when I first got in the business. He's clean and sober these days, but that doesn't stop us from reminiscing about, you know, partying, drinking, Traveling around the world. Oh my god, this uh, this one was a ton of fun. Just we just kind of geeked out on music, travel, and partying. So sit back, pop a cold one, enjoy, guys. And if you're in New York for Skankfest, fucking find me. We'll do shots.
check. Donk a shame. Darling, donk a shame. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And we're going, by the way. Oh, we are going. <laughs> Hi, boys and girls. Say hello to the kitties. Well, welcome. Thank you, man. Thank you for uh, uh, and 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 uh, thank you for the invite. We've been trying to make this happen for a while. So. I know, I know. What the hell have you been doing with yourself? Oh God, uh, working a lot of working. That's basically what I've been doing. I mean, besides randomly running into you on Saturday night. Last time I saw you was on set in November. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> so that was random. Let's tell the listeners about that. So. There is a director uh, in the porno world by the name of Mike Quasar. Well, Mike Quasar also loves the metal, loves the rock and roll, and is a drummer and plays in a punk rock band fronted by a gay lead singer uh, called The Cox, which, by the way, Jay is awesome. He's an awesome dude. Anyway, so they were playing The Rainbow, and uh, I was there filming it because I'm looking to, you know, do more music videos and shit like that in my life and you were there and i'm like you're here to see mikey he's like no dude i'm here to drink i'm just here to hang out at the rainbow and i'm like awesome <laughs> awesome but if you want to check out some you know pretty cool gay punk rock there's some pretty cool gay punk rock going up and it was did you did you see any yeah of i rolled upstairs yeah i thought it was cool yeah that guy I swear to God, works that little fucking room. He had that room in the palm of his hand, and I thought he did a great job. But uh, yeah. Oh, no, it was a great show. Yeah, and they have a great song. It's my favorite. It's the cashmere of gay punk rock. It's called Hate Load, and it just the, the title pretty much says it all. It's a great song. So, yeah, that was fucking random as shit. I know. I was just like, you're like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, hey. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, so other than uh, that, I've uh, been producing, and I do a little bit of shooting, but basically producing. That's it. And uh, uh, spending money that I probably shouldn't spend. Don't we all? I think so. I think it's unfortunate that uh, Canon and Sony and everyone just keeps putting out more cool gear for you to buy every two years, so... Well, that's really tragic for you if you're not even shooting. Well, I am. See, that's the thing is that I I I noticed it. Like I used to own cameras before, and I was directing for Adam and Eve and blah 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 blah, and shooting all the time, and loving what I was doing. And then when the whole DSLR thing jumped off, I didn't jump on that bandwagon. I would just you know grab a buddies or whatever, and I didn't own a camera. And then finally, when 4K hit and the Sony A7S hit for so cheap, it was like $1,500, um, I jumped on board. I went, cool, I want to do this. And, uh, and what I found out is that I love shooting. I do. I honestly do. Now, whether that's porn or not is to be debated, but I love to shoot. I love cameras and i love the art of it and uh so now being the idiot that i am are i'm selling off my a7s's by the way if you want to buy a7s awesome camera and i have two of them Ooh, tempting uh, yeah it's a good camera and spent f fuck me thirteen thousand dollars on a canon c300 mark ii god damn yeah that that i'm picking it up i was supposed to pick it up today i'm picking it up tomorrow uh, but there's a lot of guys, I mean, that's, there's a lot of guys out there with that camera 
you know, Barrett Blade, Mike Quasar, Alex Ladd, all the normal cast of characters. Hey, and Quasar even made me look good with it. Dude, it's a great <laughs> camera. It's really great. So, hence my fucking spending money that I shouldn't be spending. But, um, so yeah, so I actually, I, I, I rekindled a passion. I don't know if, if, if necessarily the McDonald's of porn is awesome. You know, like Mike Quasar every day wakes up and shoots four scenes a day. Every day. I don't know if that's what I want to be doing with my new C300. <laughs> uh, I think maybe coming up to the the uh, the El Centro, the pad here, because your rooftop is sick and you've got five different looks of the city. And I kind of like immediately when I saw it, I got like, I want to shoot this. You know what I mean? So uh, if you're ever bored, I'll bring over my C300. We'll shoot your rooftop. That's awesome. Hey, if you bring some girls with too, that's cool yeah, too. Yeah, right. It's, <laughs> it's gay if you just show up with a camera and some board shorts. Please, Dave, put your shirt back on. No, no, it's fine. I just am trying to get some icing on that cake. Yeah. Well, hey, I don't blame you, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, ladies, let me show you my fully stocked bar and yes, my rooftop. Yes. Yes, I like the sound of it. I, I'm, dude. I'm, listen. Uh, getting a girl to come down to uh, what is only can be described. If you ever guys, if you ever come here, it's it's a pussy palace, and the rooftop is I call it the panty dropper. And you take a girl up there, and they're it's weird. The panties just come off most of the time. Most of the time. Though the last girl I brought up there was like, "Oh, the Scientology Celebrity Center." I go there. I'm like, "What?" what? <laughs> Like, what? Wait, 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 what breaks? What? Oh no, no. Did I met this really? girl. Yeah. I met this girl on J Swipe. So wait a minute. You're a Jewish Scientologist? What's happening really? here? No way. Okay, so Dead serious. Okay, so no, no, seriously. So what'd she say? Oh, she's like, Oh, hey, there's the celebrity center over there. I go there all the time. I'm like, what? Oh, why? For brunch? Because they do supposedly have a rad brunch. <laughs> That's awesome. So what was her answer? What is she's she like, really, no, no, no. She's I, really into Scientology. She yeah. gave up Judaism and went, huh, Scientology seems like the thing for me. Apparently her mother was a Scientologist. Scientologist and then Was she a blue shirt? Did she like one of the blue shirts? I didn't go that deep. Okay. Did you bang her? I did not. Uh, not for lack of trying. That would have been my first Scientologist. Dude, I just want to know how it was. God, I've never even heard of anyone fucking a Scientologist. I know. Are you supposed to do it through a sheet, or, <laughs> or you gotta like, or do you have to hold on to the clamps? I think there's something in that with Judaism. It is. Well, yeah, that's what the Orthodox. Yeah, the Orthodox is put a sheet. It's like the Brady Bunch in their bed. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So with the Scientologists, maybe you have to hold the clamps that tell you <sighs> Zinu level. Uh, then yeah, that's just. And she may very well hear this because I'm pretty sure she listens to the podcast. So hey, sweetheart. Do you do you? Just you do you. You do your thing. Oh no, shade. I was, hey, yeah, I was still trying but, to fuck. But if you want to have sex with my Jewish friend here, you should. You should just for the day come up to the panty dropper, have some Netflix and chill. Watch some Netflix <laughs> and chill, which is awesome because it's right by the Netflix building, so the line fucking plays perfect. Yeah, yeah, it, it works pretty well. No, the the reason she didn't want to bang me was I didn't figure into her five year plan. Bitch, I haven't even known you for five minutes. You want to figure in the five-year plan. She's just like, oh. I really have a, I really enjoy spending time with you. I, I'm really attracted to you, but like, 
it's never going to work out so i just don't want to spend the time i get you know listen at the end of the day i can get that the older i get the more cantankerous I get and, the, <laughs> and, and, and honestly the least i, I want to waste less time you know what i mean i don't want to fuck around because i maybe because i don't have much more time i, I mean it was going to be like 120 180 seconds tops right i'll give her the best three and a half minutes of her life i'll kill it but that's just crazy so i get that point but fucking you're young and have fun scientology girl you're young have some fun live life don't put on the blue shirt and just come up to the panty dropper roof estates where where my boy here will take care of you <laughs> lovingly for with, about three minutes with respect for about three minutes <laughs> you may not respect me afterwards yeah <laughs> like what the hell was that that's awesome <laughs> all right so i see that you uh i i, I i'm sure your listeners know that you're sponsored by ghost uh uh tequila right and i'm really bummed you're sober sober these days yo no so seriously like the last big run of booze that i was doing okay so my 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 genius was vodka infused shit right it was just starting to break and all that and I was doing jalapeno peppers. I was doing whatever condiment was in the fridge. I might have tried mustard once. I'm not sure. But like. How fucked up were you when the mustard happened? Right, it was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, but it would it'd be vodka and water because I wanted to hydrate too. And it worked for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so I started putting peppers and stuff in it. And it was badass. And this look, it, it smells badass. And. Uh, Go ghost, man. That's cool. If I was still drinking, I would be drinking that for sure. Not even lying. Not even bullshitting. So what made you decide to give up drinking? Because we have definitely drank together over the yes, years. Yes, yes, yes. I was Olympic level, Olympic fucking level partier. Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely remember partying with you when I first started getting in the industry. I'm like, yeah. oh, I like partying with David. This were, was- were you at the San Dimas where we hit San Dimas and Seth Gamble? Were you at that party? Yeah. You were at that party yeah. where we actually fucking hid <laughs> San Dimas. Oh, that was the best ever. Uh, we'll get into that story next. Um, what was I? Early 40s. Parting, like, you know. Uh, and I've been on a five-day run. And what my runs looked like was party all night to about six in the morning. Because if I'm not working, I'm partying. Um, party all night to like six in the morning. Sleep for like three or four hours. Wake up so hungover so, and so much pain that you do the, the, the start drinking again and uh, so you don't hurt. And if you stop, you're good. But if you don't stop, you just repetitively do it over and over and over. And then you add cocaine into it and you're powered by cocaine. So it's just a big drinkathon. And I was like day five and I, uh, 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 I was hanging out with some guys and, and we weren't drinking and, and, uh, they're like, they want to go leave, and uh, they're like, so you're going to keep drinking tonight? And I'm like, no, dude, I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm just going to go to sleep. And as soon as they left the house, I went, I basically drank everything in the house, including the pucker. Like, who drinks pucker? Frat girl? Like Frat, sorority yeah. girls? It's like, it's like drinking vermouth. It's like stupid, right? So I, I drank the pucker. In 1996, 97, was it 96, 97? Or maybe it was a little bit later. But when DVDs first hit, I did like the third ever DVD. Made the third ever adult DVD out there. And I was doing a lot of business with China. And, and Chinese people, when they do business with you, they give you gifts. And he always gave me liqueurs. 
if you've ever had Chinese liqueur, it's the worst shit on the planet. So much so that it literally sat on my shelves for like 20 years because it's putrid. It's fucking putrid. And uh, I, 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 I poured myself a tall glass of it and I was sucking it down and I was just like, stop doing this. Stop drinking. Why are you drinking? It's, it's, it's horrible. So I'm drinking, I'm drinking, drinking. I go for my second one. And I'm drinking it, and I'm like, stop drinking this, stop drinking it. And my hand is still moving towards my mouth. And I'm still, even though in my head, I'm like, stop. I could not physically stop drinking. And for some reason, my mind snapped and said, destroy. Destroy it before you consume it. So I literally had a little mental breakdown, grabbed all the booze in my house, was, 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 <laughs> This is funny. I had the wherewithal to throw it into the sink. So all of the glass and every, I, w I didn't go crazy just throwing it against walls and, and fucking up my whole house. I compartmentalized it, threw it in my sink and uh, 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 literally broke every bit of more booze that I found. Uh, Cause I did, I found some more booze uh, and melted down. And then that was the last day I drank because I think it freaked me out that I physically couldn't stop. I did. I no longer had control. And uh, uh, the first 48 hours were brutal. I can imagine. I was shaking DT and um, I had five guys there for 40 hours. Uh, guys that I will love to the uh, the end of my days those guys will have a, s a spot in my heart oh i thought you meant cheeseburgers no dudes like dudes stood with me and made sure i didn't die you know what i mean they just hung out no those are good fucking friends yeah good fucking friends man solid fucking dudes and uh jason hadley if you're listening i fucking love you um as i pour uh, another Sand drink sandy stuff hey no any dude like if you can drink it's fucking fun listen okay so let me finish the story and then i'll tell you what Definitely. the real deal about drinking is all right so uh uh 48 hours went to my first aa meeting well not my first one but my first one of of many uh uh and i was sweat i would literally i looked like i had the palsy like my hands were clenched and curled and i was sitting there with my head down just sweating just sweating and uh, uh um uh, and then that was you know after that it was about 30 days later and the obsession to drink was lifted from me i was one of the lucky ones i didn't battle it too hard i honestly it came pretty fucking easy i was fucking blessed fucking blessed but now let's talk about truth with alcohol all you non-drinkers out there that like to talk shit about how bad it was in your life and how alcohol was the corrupted everything. You guys are lying motherfuckers, okay? Because let me tell you something. I had to learn, relearn how to have fun, right? Because there's nothing funner than going to a hotel room with some fucking random chick and a bunch of cocaine and a bunch of tequila and getting fucked up and having sex and just being fucking retarded. Some of my best times, I was wasted. Some of the funnest moments in my life. There's nothing can beat it. Oh, God, what was that? Uh, don't worry about that. Hello, you are now cut off. So anyone that says it's not a fucking blast is fucking lying to you. It's the best. All my best stories involve me being fucked up in some yes, way or shape or form. Right? I mean, you were witness to me almost getting married at ABN 2014. Uh, God, the stupid shit we do when we're drunk. Right. It's fun. I mean, I do some stupid shit when I'm sober, 
but it's much more fun stupid shit when i'm yes. drunk yes 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 yeah okay so can, we should tell the fucking annie sandema story what is that that is my laptop just fucking trying to run updates. Oh, I get it. Thankfully, that's not in the recording. It's just in our headsets. I don't, it should be in the recording. If we could time it when I say something funny. I got to plug an FX board in. Yeah, right? Exactly. So, And now correct me because some my memory is a little Swiss cheesy. Maybe I have a little bit of the wet brain, but whatever. All right. So we're out partying. Seth Gamble. Andy Sandema, Seth, don't hate me because you tell the story too. So don't be a cunt and fuck call me up going, I can't fucking believe you said that shit. All right. So just take it and laugh at it because it's funny. We'll tell a fucked up one about me next. All right. So uh, I think it's Tegan, Josh, me, you, Andy Sandemus, and Seth. And at the time, Seth was new and real green and really sensitive and really emotional and uh, 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 he was still grown up. He's still becoming a man. He was a young kid, fresh into porn, everything, you know, working hard, partying hard. Uh, but yeah, he was very emotional, very sensitive dude. And me being the dick that I still am, um, Andy, he had a, him and Andy were kind of off and on again, dating, kind of. And he was, we were fucking banged up. We were banged up one night. And we thought it'd be funny. Because he was like whooped on Andy Sandemus. Like whooped. Well, this is like near the height of her popularity. Yeah. Too. And he's fucking like one of the hottest porn stars ever. Like on, uh, you know, like on the side of the regular or whatever. And uh, 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 so we thought it'd be funny if we actually hid Andy in the room, covered her with, with clothes, right? It was underneath a, like, a, um, like a, a shelf, like one of the shelves that just came out of the wall. And then we put clothes on her and Andy, and Seth's like going, where's Andy? And it was like, she left. And he's like, what? No, no, she didn't leave. No. And, and isn't that the way I remember it? It's pretty close to what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. He lost his shit. Broke, broke that motherfucker. Broke him. Broke him. And then he saw the foot and he just hated me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, you motherfucker. Don't worry about it, bro. Let's do a line. I feel like the parties were a little more wild, a little more fun those days. It was great. It was great. And that, and, and 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 dude, if you if you go back, it was even more decadent and more fun. Well, that is before my time. Right. Right. But it but but it, it was I remember Gina Fine and Oh, God, I wanted to fuck her so bad. Do you know who Gina Fine is? I do not. Google that shit. She I'm was, on it right now. She was like the first kind of rocker porn chick, like legit rocker porn chick. All about her. Gina Fine, if for some reason you listen to this, I fucking love you. Uh, and Debbie Diamond. Do you know who Debbie Diamond is? She made a comeback uh, a couple years ago. Dude, that, that chick right there, Gina Fine, has fucking skills. Like, sex skills but she was one of the first bad bad girl bad boy kind of fucking rocker chicks back in the day and very good actress and sexually just a f fucking juggernaut and uh, i remember her and debbie diamond debbie diamond was doing cartwheels down i forget which hallway it was like the rio fucking front desk and stuff and me and ian daniels were hanging out playing the slots or whatever and they just they wanted dick and cocaine 
and it was just a different time it was crazy it was just fun but yeah that was a good time so it was a little bit more decadent and, and nuts but yeah that was fun times there was there was a lot of fun times back then oh see is that shit still going off i mean are people still having the fun times like that or is no, it? it's not quite as crazy right i, I feel like it's a little more you know a little more tame these days maybe it should be a little no more why because well, some of these girls are tragic sorry tragic girls don't be offended just a joke but yeah they're fucking hot messes well there's always been hot messes in the industry right yeah on every every aspect you know of the industry we need, who is the not that i know her i'm not making a judgment call maybe i am making a judgment call maybe i'm, I'm being judgy who gives a fuck Remember there was like Tanner Mays or like all the all the fucking train wrecks that like someone grabbed some video of and posted on the internet of them being just hot fucking messes. Yeah, that has definitely happened a bunch of times. Right. Where what when's like Tanner Mays was like the last one that that happened to? Oh no, no, the chick with the end bombs that was that was talking all the end bomb stuff. That was the last one that kind of. I mean, there was just one. There was just one girl not too long ago that was. Being super racist on Instagram. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. That was that 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 was being super racist, dropping the n bombs. That was the last train wreck that made you know that we had video of. But there seemed to be a lot more of them back in the day. Well, there weren't as many cameras readily available to capture it. No, there was. They, I'm saying that there, there was more of a, a more of the train wrecks. I think there's less. Well, there train were more tra- now. That's wait, no, that's girls are more conscious of, of it. it. Right, right. Because there's more cameras around. Right, right, right. So they're less likely to be train wrecks. Right. Back in the day, like camera phone. Ew. Yeah, there's no yeah. camera phone. Fucking yeah, 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 yeah. So I think yeah, more train wrecks, man. Fucking hot messes are sexy. Uh, for a minute, for a hot minute, they and are. Then, and then it just like, what did I do? Yeah, like you meet him on Sunday, and by Thursday you're going, oh my fucking god, I gotta get out of here. Like I stuck my dick in you. Oh no, a lot, a lot. Only three minutes at a time, but a lot of times. Well, yeah, and like make it up in quantity. Exactly. <laughs> quantity over quality, girl. Quantity over quality. I do not have a porn dick. There's a reason I've never wanted to be a performer. Right. So, yeah. yep. I'm gonna give you quantity over quality. I may make you some breakfast. Yeah, yeah, because I'm a, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kind guy. Like I'm a nice guy. I'll make you breakfast. Well, mostly I'm making myself breakfast. I'm just gonna yeah. give you some yeah, extra yeah you get the extra the potatoes and the and the shit that's hilarious that's fucking hilarious no i was always that guy i was always one here's some coffee you got your bag on you yeah you want a bump instead that's fucking hilarious so it's not as crazy like because we were talking earlier about how in the in the hood where we're at uh i used to go to a lot of after hours you know gambling cocaine hooker uh is hooker okay can you still say hooker or say fucking whores i don't care right i don't know if they get well, mad at this is a, hooker now hey know. if they're getting mad at that means they are it right well you shouldn't be mad at because you have you know so it's not a bad thing so ladies if dudes are willing to pay you for your time and your pussy sell it sell it fucking hey who gives a shit as long as you're being safe about it who cares right exactly i mean if i could sell that dick I would. I'd be slinging dick. I would. Be, I would have a vending machine with my dick in it. Just whoever wanted to come up and pay for it, you can have it. Well, not. Uh, I'm not sure I can get hard for a dude. So. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Maybe not the dude. Maybe not. Yeah, but still. You, you've heard lot, the, like the, the, the 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 thing Federosi often poses to people like, 
Who's gayer, the pitcher or the catcher? Uh, well, technically, the pitcher. Exactly, because he's the one who has to get There's it up. a physical manifestation that needs to happen, so there needs to be an arousal. Therefore, yeah. Right. I agree. It's the pitcher. The catcher doesn't necessarily have to enjoy it. You don't have to enjoy it. You're just, you're, you know, there's the raper and the rapee and, or the taker and the take, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I, 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 yeah, I, Federosi, what's up? I'm well, and that's the thing. Like, if someone were going to be like, I'll give you a million dollars for you to suck my dick, I'd be like, it's going to be the most unenthusiastic blowjob you will ever yes. get of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's still a million bucks. Fuck. Oh, like, you're going to change my life? Yeah. I mean, I know many women who have, you know, taken a load in the mouth for a lot less. There was, there, you know, it's funny. Um, uh, there were some guys that had done some crossovers years ago that were friends of mine. And, uh, uh, and everyone was like all judgy, like oh, judgy, judgy, judgy. And I'm like, listen, it's not my thing. And I'll talk a little shit because, you, you know, of course I'm going to talk shit. But at the end of the day, when he passes by us in his Lamborghini, who fucking cares? Right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's rich now. He, he's got man come all over his face. It's not my thing, but God bless him and his fucking. Well, that's the thing. I take the million dollars anonymously. Yeah, there's not going to be photographic <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, no. Much like many of my partners, our shame will be in private. Yes. Uh, all shame should be in private. So, unfortunately, we know a lot of people whose shame is caught on and camera for prost- Everything is public now. Oh. Everything. Okay, here, here's something. Uh, and. and and here, here, here is the assault of the dick kind of off ideas. Okay, so the Me Too movement. Go right. girls. Fully for it. Just saying your PR person didn't think this through. All right. Me Too. Right? Right. Right. But how is it presented? Like, uh, grammatically, how is it presented? The hashtag. Right. Hashtag Me Too. AKA pound right. sign. Pound sign. Yep. Pound me too. No one fucking caught that. No one said, huh, maybe we shouldn't put out pound me too. Uh, it's two sides of every coin is what I'm saying, people. <laughs> just just the jokes, folks. That's not for real. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was funny. Pound me too. Oh, my God. I saw that joke a little while ago. Really? Yep. Yeah. Again, just, you know, no one thought that. Well, only us old folk who were like pound sign. Pound, yeah, because millennials don't get it. They don't know what the pound sign is. Right. They're like, hashtag. Yeah, that's a hashtag on my phone. No, it's the pound symbol on your phone. Twitter took the most useless symbol on a phone and right. turned it into something. Right. Exactly. Well, that's- and that's the thing. That comes from one Twitter. Back in the day, you actually had to text your tweets in. What do you mean? Back in the day, you had to text your tweets in. So when Twitter first launched. Right. You had to text them really? to a phone number. Really? Yep. Oh, I did not know that. See, you learn something new every well, day. Well, and that's why it's 140 characters, because you had up to 20 characters to name your, to have your name, right. your profile name, and 140 is the rest of the 160 from an SMS. Got it. Dude, I love that. I never learned shit. That's, oh, I, I try to learn shit, but that's great. No, I was the one of the assholes who was on Twitter when it, you had to text it in, and you didn't have it a feed on your fucking like app. Right. It would text you every tweet that you got. Uh, that's horrible. I, I take off my notifications now. I don't. I, it, Could you imagine his actual fucking texts coming uh, in? Like, oh, that'd be horrible. But that's yeah. fucking funny. See, that's 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 like kind of like your launching point, right? 
do you, I remember like when the internet first came out and you used to download a fucking picture and it would take forever and there were these bards or bods or whatever and these communities where you would share these pictures and it would take forever. Oh, I know. Forever. I, I was getting pornography in the dial-up days. Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was crazy shit. So in high school, I ran a BBS. Really? Yep. Oh, that's cool. And we had a members-only section that had you know porn on it. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus Christ, like, talk about 25 half hour just to get a fucking still, a low res still. You kids today don't know what we had to do to get our pornography. Right? Someone calls you and you forgot to turn off call waiting during that. You lost it. Start right. all over. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy that you remember that shit. Yeah. All the, all, all, there's half of your listeners are going, what are they talking about? Yeah. They're like, they, they never had to hear a horrible modem noise. Yeah. Dude, like everything's so accessible, like so accessible. I kind of sometimes think that maybe, uh, you know, a nice little EMP would like kind of level the playing field. Oh, it fucks so many people. <laughs> right. Like, what do I do for food if I can't order from right. Grubhub? Right. No, look, no, it, no Postmates. Uh, okay. Cause you, you, you may, may remember the time when you used to remember people's phone numbers, right? Yeah. You, I used to. Do you remember Thomas guides? I do. Okay. So now I've, I'm sucked in. I don't remember any phone numbers. I don't remember, like, I just jump in the car and pump, push my address in, or put the address in, rather, and my phone takes me to wherever I'm going. I don't remember shit. I know. No, I used to know everyone's fucking number. Yeah. Everyone's fucking number. Hold on. That's our booze. Well, that's your near beer. Yeah, because this is my party. So we're back from near beer break. Yes, I got my near beer, dude. Thank you so much, man. St. Pauli Girl NA. It it does the trick. Uh, for you, maybe. Well, here's the deal. Uh, uh, listen, I'm me, right? So it it it, uh, it it triggers the sensors that I'm, you know, being social and all that. So this is my party now. Is I smoke my weed because I like the weed. So I hear I got the the vape. Now I don't drink monsters or cokes anymore but when i go out i'll drink a monster so i got a monster in front of me and then i have a saint Pauli girl na so it's like my little you know my little party is a little bit of weed some energy drinks and some fake beer game fucking on oh yeah so before we were interrupted by that we were just talking about what partying and oh god damn david lord just chugging that motherfucker that's good man <laughs> That's the problem. That's the way I drank beers. Oh, I remember. I remember. He like crushed half the bottle like in 20 seconds. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good times. So what were we talking about? I think we were talking about partying in the industry and just you know, train wrecks. And Oh, yeah. Train wrecks. Um, you know, there, there were, I think, I think, you know, uh, throw a shout out to Karma RX. Uh, I love Karma. She's fucking hot as fuck and just a down chick. That chick is down. So it's funny as fuck, too. Her tweet last night was hilarious. Uh, but um, she she said it. She goes, I was expecting this community of people. And I think there still is a community of people. But this fun community of people that it, I don't think it exists like it used to. I feel like the minute you get identified as a problem child then you're cut right you're uh, potentially cut what then what about mike quasar he's a he's problem behind child. the camera <laughs> right he's a fucking problem child there's a difference between being a problem child 
behind the camera and being a problem child in front of it. Mike, for one, Mike's not a problem child. He's a good dude. But yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I, I get it. Uh, yeah, it just seems like the community has, 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 has dwindled down. And it's not as much fun as it used to be. Maybe it's just me being old. I don't know. No, I, I honestly feel like it's a lot of doggy dog. Like, because there's just not as much work to go around. So things are a little more cutthroat. People are, you know, vying for the same work. It's true. There, there's not girls getting booked five, six times a week anymore. I, I think there's a top 10, you know, maybe like top 15, 20% that is. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, uh, it was so funny. Uh, we were talking to, you know, Xander and Seth. Those are my boys. You know what I mean? We, we Sober posse? But, <laughs> no, just even, you know, we were getting fucked up together. Not necessarily the sober posse, but they're well, just. Well, these days. Well, yeah. It, it, you know, it's funny how all the fucking train wrecks actually got sober. It's like, we better, you know, stop fucking doing this. Or uh, um, Have you ever seen the video of me? And a bunch of other people carrying Xander out of a hotel room at AVN. I lived with Xander. I haven't seen that. that no, I haven't seen. Well, we we'll get off here. I'll have to show you that but, video. But it was funny. I remember. All right, Xander, here you go. Here's a bus hitting you. I remember. I got a phone call, and we were in Vegas, and a buddy called up. Uh, you got to come over here and help Xander. And I'm like, what's going on? He's a hot mess. He's threatening to jump. I'm like, what floor are you on? He's like, the second story. And I'm like, all right, he'll just break his ankle. It's not that big of a deal. He'll he'll live. He'll live. No, I'm not gonna go fucking help you. Tell that guy to fucking sober up and fucking you know get his shit together. But um, we uh, so many great stories. I've been in I've been in the opposite seat many times. Uh, but uh, we were talking about new guys, and when those guys were coming in. They were new, and we kind of took them under our wing, and and you know they were our boys, and and gave them guidance, or you know told them what's what's up. And one of the things we said was, "See, you guys are the new guys coming in. Pretty soon, you will be the veterans, and you will be looking at these new guys going coming in, going, ah, these fucking idiots don't know shit, and sure as shit, right now, because uh, they have experience and they do know the game, you know." like breathing uh they see these <laughs> new guys coming in just going you guys are fucking idiots and you kind of watch them train wreck out it's hilarious but uh yeah it's funny how the shoe uh you know how how, how eventually you come on the other side of it you know what i mean i'm not there yet <laughs> yeah you are dude come on um uh so yeah good times dude Good to, I like this. And, and and I can't and I can't hit this in the Hit it away. Yay. Just please don't breathe right into the mic. I don't need my mic smelling like yo ganja. Yo ganja, yo. <laughs> I got this new stuff today because I smoke a lot. I thought that was your fucking car keys. It's the stealthiness of the shit, right? He has a goddamn vape that looks like a large, like flip out Mercedes key. Yeah. And it and just Bam! There it is. That so, is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool as shit. I saw it, fell in love with it, bought like eight of them. Um, Aren't those refillable, reusable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then why'd you buy eight? Well, because I lose them. I lose them. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but the, the thing was, is I, I, I smoke a lot, and then I was smoking flour, which I, I didn't know if you smoked. I brought you some Skywalker OG flour, 
And uh, I, I sadly, I appreciate the offer. I sadly don't smoke. Oh, I'm, you should take some for some for for the for the panty dropper upstairs in case some girl wants some. Well, that's why there's other parties' favors in the house. Ah, uh, yeah, ah, uh, yeah. I I just drink and smoke cigars and occasional hallucinogen. Oh, really? You take you 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 you. What are you a, a Molly guy or an acid guy? Acid. People are doing acid. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I used to do acid. I, I, I oh my god, dude. We used to. Acid's fun. We, mushrooms too. Mushrooms. Uh, mushrooms are cool. They're more uh, for me. I can go out on mushrooms and stuff now as an older guy. Uh, but uh, we used to when we were kids, like fourteen, fifteen, ride our BMX bikes, usually PK Rippers or mongooses or some bullshit like that. Um, there was always the one kid on a huffy, which was sad. Uh, but we oh, used poor, to, <laughs> poor, poor kid. You had the poor kid. Um, and uh, we'd fucking take acid and just ride our bikes for hours everywhere and just eat oranges off of trees because for some reason we thought the vitamin C would get us going again. Oh, my God. I knew that. Where did that urban legend come I don't from? I know, but we did it like a lot. I remember the first time I dropped acid, we bought so much fucking orange <laughs> right? juice. Right. Because it's supposed to like give you that bump, like yeah. if you're coming down, you do the OJ, and it's like get you going again. I I I don't know that that's true. I don't either. <laughs> I am not a scientist nor a chemist, so I don't know. Right. I'm thinking no. I think what helps to give you that next bump is another hit of acid, right? But we were doing so. So, so they have like blotters, like little papers, yeah. and like oh, little yeah. squares and stuff. And that's and, still a thing. Ah, it's fucking a rat. Now, does it now? It's hard back, to come by, but back in the day, they used to cut it with like strychnine or some bullshit, and it gave you these horrible churning stomach aches, like towards like your seventh and eighth hour. Honestly. I remember that shit. All right, is it the, still the way it is? Yeah, Ugh, I fucking hate that. I fucking hate that. I remember being up all night doing acid, and it was like noon, and I was on the couch, couldn't go to sleep, still tripping, breathing in. And out, uh, in and out, uh, trying to control my breathing patterns and chanting in my head, sleep, sleep, sleep. Because if I didn't meditate and say sleep, I would think there were dragons coming in and then it would just start a whole nother thing. It was bad. It was bad back in the day to come down off of acid. Oh, I remember. Oh, I remember. I remember taking acid one time. Being done with my whole night, done with my party, came home. I had a ceiling fan at the time. I must have spent four or five hours just staring at the fucking ceiling fan. Just like, oh, that's kind of giving me trails. That's good. Yeah, right? It's like, fuck. I'd like to go to sleep. Trails. That's why I liked Molly when Molly came out and, and, and ecstasy and all that shit. Because it was all the good shit of acid and none of the bad stuff. Like, the come down was great. You know, for me at least, when I did it, it was it was awesome because it wasn't that hard. Now, the effects that I saw of Molly and ecstasy were guys that did it all the time. Like when you did it, like all like when we were kids doing acid. If you did it all the time, you became like this. I don't know, greasy lecherous freak. You know, you're just like hey, hey, hey you know that guy. Uh, a couple of my friends turned into those guys because they did so much fucking ecstasy uh but i loved it it was great and mushrooms were cool because you go skateboarding you go see a movie take some mushrooms go see you know 
the wall back in the day but uh i went and did uh psychedelic truffles in amsterdam back in september right oh really that was fun what was your acid movie or what was your psychedelic movie that you like to watch mine was pink floyd the wall because oh, well that's the classic that is right. definitely the classic i'm the oh i love that fucking movie <sighs> jacob's ladder is pretty good too jacob's ladder is pretty good i can't remember from back in the day but what i did watch briefly while we were in amsterdam on mushrooms was the neon demon what is that oh you haven't seen that movie no. it is a super trippy horror movie with I... that involves models when you say models, like fashion models? Yeah, like fashion models. Oh, really? Do they die? Yeah. Are there breasts? Yeah. Is there gore? A little bit. Uh, I'm into it. I'm, I'm watching the movie. Uh, when we get off air, I'll fire up like the first 30 seconds of it, and it'll give you a good tone for it. Okay. It uh, stars Elle Fanning. Okay, cool. It's, it's a super weird movie. I like I like it. I like it. I like shit like that. It's but fucking it, awesome. On, a, on Mushrooms, it was just like, oh, oh, shit. Again, some of the best times doing fucking stupid shit. Great times. Great times. See, when Dare tells you drugs are bad, they are lying to you. They're lying to you. They are just trying to fuck up your life. The abuse of drugs is bad. Right. When you miss work over drugs, when you're that's bad. fucking up your life over drugs and you've ch- chosen to do drugs over than, you know, I don't know, paying rent. Then yeah, you're a fucking idiot and snap out of it. But fucking getting back, like uh, Paul Stanley, I can't believe I'm gonna quote Paul Stanley. Ah, uh, people, uh, anything in moderation, man. Like really, you don't have to abuse it. Have a fucking great life. Enjoy life. There's so many senses and and things to do and experiences you can have. Enjoy it. Just don't let it control you. Definitely. Yeah. One thousand percent. Right. Nothing should be in control of you except you, but altering your perception a little bit. That's fucking awesome. Exactly. See, I don't have a dimmer switch. Ah. That's what my problem is. It's all or nothing. So does addiction run in your family or? Yeah, completely. My mom's an addict. Uh, my dad was a drinker. He, uh, he, his story was pretty funny. Uh, he remarried like when I was like seven or eight to a woman that had a daughter and he embraced and uh, having a having a stepdaughter right he really embraced it and 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 owned the role and one day and he was a heavy heavy drinker he was the type of drinker that where's dad in the morning and and you look out in the lawn and the car is on the fucking lawn when he's on the side i mean he's drinker he's one of these guys that are like oh now i know why there's 6 a.m bars yes oh the 6 a.m bar for him was awesome uh and my stepsister viv hey viv um uh had ran away right and he literally couldn't get up to go find her and that freaked him out and they quit drinking uh but um but yeah uh everyone liked to party nothing wrong well nothing wrong in moderation as we were saying exactly do it in moderation don't do it like me did where'd you grow up uh, born and raised man los angeles holy shit that's what i'm saying i'm like like i trip out when i drive into hollywood and how much it's changed from when i was a kid and this, you know i think we got out to hollywood grew up in the ie um and then got out to hollywood like at about 12 when i was 12 san fernando valley and hollywood and all that so yeah california native southern california from 12 on that's fucking crazy. Yeah, where are you from originally from? Chicago. Chi-Town. Nice. Yes, sir. Do you like going home? 
Only during the summer months. <laughs> right? So it's, it's so so Chi-Town, uh, uh, Chicago's nice during the summer? Oh, it's amazing town during the summer. Chicago is an interesting place. It is a hard-drinking fucking town. Right. Dead serious. If I had not moved out west, I would probably still be sitting on a bar stool at a 4 a.m. bar right this moment. <sighs> King Eddie's in Los Angeles was like that for me. Oh, I love King Eddie's. Yeah, that place was back in the old King Eddie's. is great. But so you would be at a 4 a.m. bar in Chicago because it's hard drinking out there. It's it's just a hard drinking. It's just what social life was about. The GM at Exit Chicago, which is you know my home bar back home, asked me at one point, like, Matt, what do you do for a living? You are closing the bar five, six nights a week. I'm like, um, well, I actually do armed security for a living. <laughs> no. You were a licensed arms. Oh, yeah. That's the best story ever. And I often was starting my shift about an hour and a half, two hours after I closed the bar. Oh, really? Yep. God bless America. America. Like, I, I had a gig where, yeah, I was doing armed security, but I could nap on and off all day. Oh, did you ever, like, did it ever get squirrely where you were kind of hungover? Oh, yeah. I was friends with my direct supervisor. Yeah. He's like, I have to unfollow you on Twitter. You are just incriminating yourself. Like, I see the timestamp that you were at a bar two hours ago. Right. You were supposed to be working. Right? You're rolling into work. Oh. Gun, on, gun on your hip. Because I was, I was working for an armored car company at the time. Right. So I would roll in, and my partner would know. How much I'd had to drink the night before to how big my energy drink that I brought in. Right, right. The big, the big 7-Eleven fucking. Like, I bring in, Monster at one point made 64 ounce, like a 64 ounce can. Like a giant, like oil right. can. Right, was it the one that went, when you open it, went. Yeah. Yeah, they still do. Well, then this is the bigger one. Oh, the, big, oh, the bigger one. Yeah, the bigger one than that. And if I rolled in with that, it's like, oh, fuck, you're Rough fucked night. up. Rough night. The, the worst I ever rolled in, though, was Halloween 03. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I went to a house party. I got trashed. Like, just annihilated. May have drove to work afterwards. Like, and got on the wrong expressway. Oh. So, from where the party was, work was due fucking east. Right. If you made a left on the wrong expressway, you went north. The next exit was 10 miles away. Oh, uh, yeah. That's like by, by, by the 5 and the 14. If you pass the 14, you're fucked. Right. So I went all the way up to the northwest side of Chicago. Right. Got off. Got back. Turned all the way the fuck back around. Got hit with two um, open toll violations because I'm like, I'm not pulling into an actual toll, toll booth. All right. So they blow through them. Yeah. They, they will know I'm fucked up if I have to deal with a live person. Right. Clearly. Made it to work. Slept in my car. The guy I was working with the next morning was like, hey, man, you coming in today? I'm like, yeah, I'm in the parking lot. Uh, they get me in. We were supposed to have a slack-tastic day. They end up throwing me on another route. Right. Like, that's a full like full day. Uh, I tell the dude I'm working with, this is the first time I'm working with, I'm like, hey, man, I hate to, I'm going to be a piece of shit today. I'm just warning you. Yeah, right. I'm going to be a piece of shit yeah. today. Like, all right, and we went and did the day. Thankfully, nothing happened, but oh, it was bad. Like my buddy's like, you stay away from management. You smell like a still. It was so funny. I was never. That's the one kind of like the line I didn't cross. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That was kind of like the line I never crossed. 
Like I would never get fucked up at work. I didn't drink at work. I, I just wouldn't do it because as soon as the alcohol hits my lips, it becomes the most important thing. Um, so, so I remember towards the end there, uh, my boy, uh, Barrett was directing for Adam and Eve and we were doing this super cool movie. Like, cause I'm really into like old school grindhouse movies and shit like that. So we were doing like bikini bandits or something. Like we had my 69 fury and girls bikinis and guns. And it was cheesy. It sucked just right. Right. And I literally got up the morning of and was so hungover like so like i didn't know how i was going to get through the day and it was all outdoors well not all of it a lot of it was outdoors and barrett's <laughs> barrett's the best because like we're boys and we're partying you we know we didn't party that night together but we, we party together so he right, goes, right and he's like suck it up buddy <laughs> no no like oh i feel for you bro it's all good you'll get through this he's like suck it up man man up dude time to do the job and i'm like you motherfucker and we did it we actually made a really super cool movie but that first day was rough oh i can imagine i can imagine oh, and that's the thing like, i would never drink on the job i just occasionally indulge a little bit before the job but when i was rodeoing for any girls like i'd be in strip clubs and not drinking right like, well, yeah because after a while yeah well it's just in my mind when I'm out, you know, with a feature, I'm like, I have a lot of things I got to keep track right, of. Yeah, dude. But when you're when you're when you're running a feature, uh, it's a it's a different. That's that you got to be on point. Yeah, I wouldn't drink that. The minute the club closed, I'll be like, shots, <laughs> please. Right. Yeah. No, because once it's once it's the night's over and you don't have to worry about, you know, the money's pulled in. Blah 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 blah. The money's pulled in. Some dude's not getting handsy with my clients. Right. Right, 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 right. It's about getting in a cab and getting into a hotel room. At that point, you're good. Well, and what's super fucked up in hindsight is I gave more of a damn about making sure a feature was taken care of than my own life, potentially, because I'd roll in half in the bag with a gun on my own hip. That's just crazy that you were fucking running around with a gun on your hip, just fucking, oh, Delivering hundreds of thousands of dollars at times. You got to write this shit down, dude. There's got to be some great stories. That's oh, there, there, there's a handful of them. The amount of like stupid shit I have seen yeah. on that job. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I can fucking imagine, dude. That's hilarious. I'm going to grab another beer. All right, we'll pause for a sec. Oh. There's a big difference between being fucked up on the job, being fucked up before the job, right? Technically, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, but I was just... that that that, that That's never... I didn't like going to work even hungover. I think there was one time before that I was hungover, and it was not from a lack of trying, um, trying not to be hungover, is I was so hungover, I drank so hard that it took two days, because I planned it. I'm like, oh, I got to work this day, so I'll stop drinking this day. And usually I give myself a day, and then I'd be okay. It took two days to get over the hang. It was a two-day hangover, so therefore the second day fell on a work day. Uh, and it was bad. See, I guess I'm lucky. I rarely get hangovers. Oh, you're blessed. That's the only reason to not drink is the hangovers, really, for me. Well, why do you think I'm not stopping? Right. That's the thing. Is that you never have a hangover if you well, don't stop drinking. Well, uh, I don't know what's up with my body because back in the day, I would definitely get hangovers. I would definitely get bad hangovers. Right. And these days, I so rarely get them. Oh. I mean... There are definitely points where I've woken up hugging a toilet, but I'm still not hungover. I'm just like, 
oh, I'm tired, but I'm not hungover. <laughs> I remember one time me and Alex Ladd went to go see Ace Freely at the fucking House of Blues, and I was so drunk, I was on the shitter, and I, I had to puke, and I was shitting, and I instead of getting up and puking in the toilet, because I'd be gross because I had shit in it, right. I puked in my tub, and as I went to go puke in the tub, I sheared the toilet seat off of the toilet. <laughs> right and so i took the toilet lid off i puked in the in the in the in the and i was drinking vodka cranberry so it's like fucking just red oh god everywhere and um i think i woke up i woke up in my bed i did not wake up in the in the bathtub but but yeah i love those fucking crazy nights when you wake up you're like what the fuck did i do oh there's definitely been a couple conventions where i've woken up like shoes still on uh yeah there's been some conventions where it was from day you, you get that weird like wind there you get the first wind right and then and then you're partying and partying because like from the moment you land you start drinking and we used to oh, actually the moment you land shit on the plane <laughs> yeah you got a pregame uh but that's we what sky to, lounges are for exactly we used to come in go to bally's me and my buddy ray palmer back when i was selling for western visuals uh, and we get Long Island iced teas every fucking year. We walk in, go to ballets, get Long Island iced teas. It was fucking awesome. But yeah, you 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 get at a convention, you start drinking, and then you 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 know the next day you're kind of dragging a little ass. But you get that second win about midday. Go have some cocktails at the bar. By the fucking sixth or seventh day, you're just in this weird zombie-like state that is fueled by booze but somehow you're not drunk you're not drunk but you're just partying it's just you're at a convention and then you hit the crescendo then you go to the avn show and then that's another party and uh i've even stayed a day or two after the show like everyone like the diehards will be at uh, the hard rock sports book like the day after going no i'm staying i'm gonna have one more day that's fucking nuts yeah it's it, it was have you experienced that where you get that like zombie like oh definitely yeah. definitely i mean you're talking to a guy who regularly brings a bottle of booze in his backpack it's true i remember you <laughs> i remember you and san Dimas walking by the circle bar i believe it was at hard rock it might have been venetian no it was hard rock it was, it was definitely hard, hard rock, rock. Yep. and you guys were rocking a bottle of jack daniels right yep was it jack yeah. Think, yeah, at that I time it was that, Jack. That was Jack. And it was just like, what are you guys doing? And then you guys just pulled out the bottle of Jack and go, this is what we're doing. And we're like, cool. And I think a couple guys took a pull off of it or something. And then you guys went on, on and did your business. Yep. You guys didn't actually hang out for too long. But yeah, you guys were just fucking rocking a huge bottle of Jack Daniels. And that's how I roll every year. It's like $10 cocktails, bottle in my backpack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's always a there was always a flask. Were you ever a flask dude? Oh yeah, no, I was a flask dude. But why do a flask when I can bring a whole bottle? Well, that's true. I just meant in general. Oh yeah, no, I'm yeah, totally a flask, flask dude. Guy. Like especially in L.A. where it's like, hmm, if I want a whiskey, I'm paying like fifteen dollars a goddamn whiskey. I remember the first time that I ever ever experienced that because I was always like a little 
uh, you know, I like my dirty little bars. You get your $3 fucking Paps Blue Ribbon, $2 Paps Blue Ribbon. Not in this town anymore. Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore, right? Remember, there was a place called Zaytar's on Coanga that uh, we used to hang out at, and it was just great. Um, but I remember I went to Garden of Eden, which was this foofy, you know, club back in the day in Los Angeles. And um, it was a bunch of friends. There was like three or four of us. And I bought a round of drinks, and it was like, Two shots, a couple drinks, three drinks. And she's like, that'll be $87. And I went, on what fucking planet is that $87? And But there was like this big divide that was, and it was, you know, there was the shitty bars, like not shitty, but the. The dives. Oh, the dives. There was Bordner's. There was the Rainbow, uh, which really isn't dive, but it's kind of divey. It's got a dive feel with not yeah. dive prices. Right. But back in the day, it wasn't that expensive because you used to spend 10 bucks, you get two drink tickets, right? And 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 now it's 10 bucks, you get one $9 drink ticket or whatever. But you used to get taken care of there. But then there was all these bars, but then all of a sudden these fancy places started going, and I didn't really hang out there. When I went there and ordered a round, it was almost $100. I shit myself. And now that's the norm. Like 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 you're saying... There's oh, not a lot of the cheap places anymore. I cannot go out in Hollywood without dropping a hundred dollars on myself. Right, like, right. That's why I don't go out all that often anymore. Like when I drove down here, I remember I, I'm actually looking forward to taking the other way home because uh, when I drive by the Frolic Room, right, I love that place. I got drunk there so much. It was such a great place back in the day. They used to light the bar on fire. Really? Yeah, they used to get one fifty one and fucking like about one thirty, like last, like right before last call, they'd fucking everyone would pick up their drinks, they'd light it on fire. It, would, it was super cool. And then you order your last drink and you go home. Do, is, do you hang out there? Does that place still pop in? It's still popping. Is, it, is it cheap or is it, it for Hollywood? It's cheap, right? For it's still not cheap, but right. You no, know, I go to Frolic. I go to Burgundy. Burgundy Room was cool back in the day. That's, it's still really rad. That's on Coango, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Burgundy's still rad. Loaded's gone, sadly. Yeah, Loaded's gone. You know what's cool? Uh, my buddy owns a place, uh, Velvet Margarita Cantina, which is right there. That place is a lot of fun. Yeah, I go there occasionally. Yeah, it's kind of like that mid thing. It's between Foofy and, and Hole in the Wall. It's kind of like, it's got a cool vibe, cool people, not super pricey, not super cheap, just fair, I think. But uh, yeah, Loaded's gone uh, what was the what was the bar that was across the street? The punk rock bar that was across the street from Loaded. Yeah, for years it was there. Um, I'm never gonna remember because then I, because again I have the wet brain. Um, but yeah, it, it it was like Loaded, but it was a punk rock version of it. I feel like that's before my time. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah, Loaded was cool. I remember seeing Xander Corvus play there. It was rad. Yeah, I was there that night. Yeah, he fucking rocked that place, man. That was great. Was Circle great. of Violence. Circle of Violence, man. Battle. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, he was actually really, really good that night. I really enjoyed that show. Um, that sucks Loaded's gone. That, there, there was some cool shows there. A lot of cool shows. I used to just hang out there all the time. Well, yeah, because like-minded people. You want to hang out with people that like what you like, so you have something in common. Plus, girls. You want to go exactly. girls. girls hung out there amazingly. Metal like, girls. Like, for a scummy, like, and that's the thing. We're dirtbags. Come on. Scummy metal bars in Chicago, only so many girls. Scummy metal bars in Hollywood, a lot of girls for I, some reason. A lot of chicks, right? Because they like scummy guys and we're scummy guys. So, uh, but no. Speak for yourself, sir. I am an uh, upstanding citizen. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> I almost said that with a straight face. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, it's funny. Like, uh, I was shocked how many hot chicks were at the Rainbow the other night. I know. There was, I mean, there were some, uh, I'm going to get hate mail. There were some beasts, but for the most part, there were some really hot girls. Well, you can't tell who's hot if there's not ugly girls to set the, you know, offset it. Yes. The ugly girls need love, too. Just not from me when I'm sober. <laughs> I did. Yeah, when you're sober. <laughs> when you're drunk, it's like, I don't discriminate. Fuck it. Let's fuck. But, uh, well, it's not like I'm a goddamn model. <laughs> right? Right? I'm not winning any fucking beauty contest. Oh, my God. I remember me and Seth used to go out all the time. And he used to claim I was the best wingman ever, like ever. But we used to go out and just have a great time slaying chicks. We were monsters together. It was crazy. We had the best luck. Back in the day, oh, Zan, um, not, not, not Xander, but the Frolic Room. We had, the, I was playing in punk rock bands and whatever. And this is like one of those dirty, scummy bars in LA. It was fucking, at Nationals there now. But back in the day, it was shitty little bar. And uh, we used to have this leather jacket that was red and black, and it had studs like all over it, like Judas Priest. Like the whole arm was done, the arms were done, and like the lapels were done, and, and shit. It was metal. It was like a metal jacket. And chicks loved it so much. We called it the pussy jacket. And what the, every guy that wore this jacket when you went out, you scored like you scored chicks chicks love the jacket if you're in the jacket you're gonna get pussy we call it the pussy jacket it got so bad that i'm shit you're not we would write the names of the chicks on the inside and there was like seven of them before we lost the jacket but there was like seven names on the inside of the lapel of all the girls that we had fucked wearing the jacket well hopefully it found a new home and is still getting someone laid yeah that would be awesome if the legacy continued but like someone found a salvation army and they're just like oh some little spanish kid you know all of a sudden it's like the golden jacket and then he's like in some fucking awesome mexican metal band just slaying bitches fuck yeah for the like hispanic kids keeping the metal scene yes. alive in la that's what i'm saying i fucking love it they they love the metal thank god for them and and they but they, they the, the the mexican kids have been metal fans forever back in when i was young you know, you, you, they had Mexican metal bands. I used to love going to Mexican metal and Mexican punk rock shows. They fucking know how to rock, man. Well, being a Midwestern kid, like Chicago, like metal was like white boys. It wasn't until I got traditionally out. and the one black guy. Yeah, like, there was one black guy that liked metal. My buddy Pat actually turned me on to Cannibal Corpse in high school. He's you know, black dude, right? He's like, check this out. Yeah, he's like, check this out. Butcher your birth. I'm like, holy fuck! Oh my god, just chris barnes vocals in that album was that was that was that your introduction to metal no that like was real my... metal not like because my introduction to real metal was exodus bonded by blood that album was my introduction introduction to metal well by that point i was already listening to slayer i was already right, so you're already in it what was your first introduction to metal so probably my first introduction to metal was being on a road trip with a buddy of mine who was a couple of years older master puppets Really, Master yeah. Puppets, one yeah. of my favorite metal albums. But yeah, I think I think that's I think it's probably my last. I think that's like when they were in their that they were still as a purist metal then. They're still metal now, but like I think they were that was their pinnacle. That was like before they changed, and they maybe they needed to. I'm not. 
that's not the argument the, but the, but but true metal they were that was when they were true metal. oh yeah 100 percent. and and back everything back was metal up to that point then it kind of kind of got not it became popular it became a popular it, music it it just um was just, you know distilled down a little bit yeah i'm the, i was introduced to like Master Puppets and a bunch of metal. Like, I was still not like a big metalhead until like 93. Really? It, 93, 94. What were you into? <laughs> really bad hip hop, actually. Bad hip hop? Not even like good hip hop? Well, it was good hip hop. Like, I was into some hardcore gangster rap. So, where I grew up, elementary school, part of middle school, I was, being a white boy was like, severe minority right uh like out of my elementary school class i was one of two white boys right a lot of hip-hop influence right yeah no i'm down i love hip-hop i mean old hip-hop not yeah hip-hop. me too but i was listening to you know shit like dr dre spice one a lot of west coast gangster rap cool you know i was kind of an angry kitten that was angry music what did you think of uh you know the first it was kind of I, I remember judgment night the album oh yeah the soundtrack from the movie judgment night yeah well, the it was onyx and slayer yeah, right onyx and slayer. it was the first melting they say they well the first melting was run dmc and aerosmith but like metal and and hip-hop that was kind of like the first thing that kind of joined them what'd you think of that album i love that album i love the spawn soundtrack that did that shit too right so you're into that, yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool too. Anthrax did one too. Uh, I, I I always thought they kind of went hand in hand, but but you know whatever. But uh, so you weren't that big of a metal fan until yeah. And all of a sudden, like middle school, I stopped like getting haircuts. I started growing my hair out. I don't right. even know why. It was started out laziness of all things. I was just like, fuck it, I'm not cutting my hair. Yeah, right. And I got I was watching Headbangers Ball. Slayer was on promoting Divine Intervention, so this has to be early 94. Right. They played Serenity and Murder. They had a video for Serenity and Murder on to promote that album, and then they played Seasons, the video for Seasons. I'm like, there was no turning back. I'm like, holy fuck, what have I been listening to? And then I got to experience one of the greatest joys that kids these days will never get to experience, going to record stores, buying metal albums, Purely on album art, right? No, I remember. Uh, uh, I think they can. They're, 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 the vinyls making a comeback. Thank God. I just went out and bought some new shit. That uh, I bought a repressing of Elf picture disc. Now, that's that's a deep that's a deep cut. That's uh, Ronnie James Dio's band before Sabbath. His very first band was Elf and uh, uh, pre Rainbow, pre Rainbow, pre all that. It was his very first. I think recording contract was with up. I could be wrong. But yeah, they're coming out with some great stuff. And that's a reissue, man. I fucking love it. Uh, well, one of the sponsors of the show is actually Vinyl Me Please. Oh, really? It's a record in the month club. Oh, that's fucking cool. Like, what happens? Like, you could sign up and they say, go here, you can order this for. They have bucks. unique printings. I'm like, I, I don't mean to, like, whore out mid show real quick because you guys get this at the beginning usually. But Vinyl Me Please is really cool. It, you sign up for a record of the month and they have unique pressings. Like, when you sign up, you can get a unique pressing of Savas Paranoid. No way. Yeah. 
That's fucking cool as shit. I might have to sign up for that. No joke. Um, Please do. I'll give you the fucking yeah, sign yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh. Definitely check it out. Sorry for whoring out mid-show, guys. Sorry. Listen, it's fucking music, man. But uh, I think the kids will fucking uh, go back and uh, you know go through the the stacks of albums. Can you remember an album you purchased purely on album art? Uh, Kiss Alive. Kiss Alive. My, my, yeah, my uh, uh, Kiss Alive was my first album. And when I saw that, just on the album artwork, uh, went, oh my god, I need to have this. I wasn't really that big of a Kiss fan. It was just, it was just because I saw it and went, oh, that's amazing. I gotta check that out. And uh, that and Sean Cassidy, which is the Do Run Run, which is horribly shame, <laughs> shameful thing. But I was what I was like five or six or something. Nothing wrong with that, but yeah. One, as I said, like one of my great joys in the mid '90s was. Going into secondhand record stores, especially, and just flipping through the metal section and be yeah. like, "That looks brutal. I'll buy that." Album. Remember the more brutal it looked, like 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 if it just look if there was like a dragon eating someone, you were like, "Yes, that's metal." One that really sticks out to me is uh, decapitates or not decap dismembers massive killing capacity. It was an album that see like, that I never went that far down the rabbit hole. I, I still kind of went. First and second layer metal, uh, but look at that album art. Oh god! Yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, look. but that was it. Just yeah, it's like that Megadeth, you know, giant robot. Just it's a giant robot that is shooting hell. guns with chainsaws for hands. Yeah, I'm like, and then of course have like the stereotypical death metal like, uh, you know, artist name that you can barely read. Right, right. I'm like, that's brutal. Six dollars done. Yeah, see, yeah, no. Uh, here's a fun fact. It's not, yeah, it's metal. But do you know who um, did the artwork for uh, Skid Row's Slave to the Grind? Do you remember that album? I do. Do you know who did the artwork for that? I do not. Do you remember the artwork? Very decent. Like, pull it up. Anyway, one of, one of the only bands that actually got harder on their second album instead of the first, but that's, but, like, super cool super cool art that sebastian Bach's dad did that that's crazy yeah he did the artwork for that album which is i think a great album cover so you know whatever so were you ever into the hair metal stuff or you're only into thrash and speed and so i i developed a taste for the hair metal stuff later on right like well after its heyday right so you went back and found Rat and fucking Motley Crue and all those bands. Yeah. And Van yeah. Halen. And so when the 80s made a big revival in like the late 90s, yeah. I have a sister who's 10 years older than me. Right. And her idea of babysitting was to sit me in front of 80s MTV. Dude, I, the thing that fucking changed, it, this literally changed my life. Literally, I, I don't know if it's, I should have shame or whatever, but whatever. Motley Crue looks at Kill. When that fucking video came on, I went, I'm in. I'm fucking in. This is what I want to do with my life. This is who I want to be. This is it. Totally defined me as a human being. Now that like we all have our albums that 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 define us or or or, or huge influences. Um, uh, ministry was like that. Psalm sixty nine and all that stuff was huge oh. influence on me. Like that changed my life too. Um, but uh, dude, that looks at kill video. That that looked so metal, like there were chicks with big tits and fucking spikes and just it was awesome. 
And then Theater Pain came out and Kemp fucked it all up. <laughs> but, but shout out to Devil, dude. That was the business. And 80s MTV, that changed me. Too young to fall in love. You know what's funny is that too long, too young to fall in love video. I don't know. Remember, uh, uh, you remember when Kiss took off the makeup and they did like lick it up? I was a little too young for that. Okay. Well, anyway, same director, same video. If you look at the fucking video, it's the same fucking video uh, for two different bands, and he directed both of them. Hey, he got paid. Yeah, he got paid twice for the same gag. God bless him. Don't right. Him. I did the same trick. You guys paid me twice. Awesome. How many times have you done that in porn? A billion times. <laughs> right. Dude, I've made. <laughs> I've made. Oops! I've caught my wife fucking someone. Oh God, I, I can't even think about. Them. I don't even. I don't. I used to write like. I used to think of the scenarios and all that shit. I don't even bother. I just get the set and think it up. <laughs> I bring that. I bring the same twenty, same twenty props. You know, maybe if I got a cool uh, location, I'll do something different. But for the most part, it's the same thing over and over. But that's funny. Um, so what was it? Okay, so your 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 sister used to sit you in front of the MTV, right? So yeah, she was, loved the metal. No, she just loved eighties MTV. It was crazy. Oh, really? Like when the eighties made the big revival in like the late nineties. I found myself singing along to stuff like Rebel Yell without ever actually remember seeing it or hearing it. I'm like, I, why do I know these lyrics? Billy Idol's cool. I'm super happy. I made a trip to London in 2014, and Billy Idol was doing a book signing. Right. Thankfully, a buddy of mine is a tour manager for Warner and got us right to the fucking front of the line. Nice. So I got my I got a copy of his autobiography signed by him. I'm like, hey, Billy, I came all the way to America from this. He kind of looked at me like, what? I didn't really, man. I'm just here. I actually, I was me. Ava Delush was with me for all. I loved her. I loved her. She was one of the most beautiful chicks, sweet, funny, total good fart joke, perfect. Loved her. Oh, she was great. Great chick. Great, great chick. Loved her. What uh, happened to her? She got married. And- married kid. Um, good for her. I'll tell you who to off air. Yeah. Good for her. Oh, that was an awesome trip and also super disappointing because her and I like fucked around like the first time I was crashing oh, with her and then like I said something stupid and she put the brakes on she's a type she's very particular you could tell well and she's a great a great woman it was she's just awesome I loved her no no we had and the thing about it is even after her putting the brakes on of like us hooking up we still spent like the next three days together bumming around London yeah having a good time uh, she's that type. Yeah, we went up to Birmingham where my buddy hooked it up with us meeting Billy Idol. That's cool. Yeah, no, she's great. I still talk to her occasionally. It's... One of the best shows ever I saw at local show was Billy Idol. Billy Idol at the Roxy. Holy shit, that's amazing. Dude, it was packed. It, 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 you, you were standing next to people like this and your elbows were sweating. It's like you were like, oh my God. But it was, he was, he's fucking Billy Idol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was there any type of music that you disliked? when you were growing up that later you appreciated that yeah you, um big band swing jazz like okay so that's cool like big band and shit like that yeah that's cool like that's i cool. i never had an appreciation for it always loved that shit. until like i got a little bit older um a coffee house i used to hang out in chicago this place called don's coffee club it was a fucking amazing it was set up like a big living room and you know as a broke kid three dollars got you bottomless coffee Oh yeah, you hang out forever. 
smoke indoors. Yeah. Back in those days. Yeah. And all he would use is play vinyl of Big Ben and Swing the whole That's cool. It was an amazing spot. That's cool. Rest in peace, Don's Coffee Club. But oh. places like that don't exist anymore. Three dollar bottomless coffee all night. Just hang out, and smoke. That's uh, yeah. Well, because you know you could sell it for five and sell twenty of them to one person because they'll still hang out. They'll just hang out and sit outside and talk and smoke hookah. Hookah. I'm not a smoker anymore. Like I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. No. But I miss. Addiction. Well, I still smoke cigars, but. I still miss hanging out and just fucking smoking. Like having my coffee, having my drink, just having a cigarette. Yeah. Like just I miss that feeling. There's still some places you can do it, you know, that have like cool little patios. King Eddie's was a place that you were able to sit inside uh and smoke. That place was cool. That place was so cool. Um that's funny. So Big Band was your thing that you did you disliked. Yeah, I never got into jazz, blues. But like, did you dislike it? Yeah, like um, my parents were kind of into it. I'm just like, yeah, you, you guys suck. This I don't sucks. get this. Right. Mine was Duran Duran. Like, <laughs> really? I fucking hated Duran Duran because I was I was Motley Crue, Van Halen, Kiss, Dio. That's where my so all the new romantic shit, all that Cure, new romantic, uh, fucking all that shit. All the all the OG K rock music, because um, now fucking Guns N' Roses is on there. I think it's a fucking tragedy. Um, all that shit's classic I, rock now, and all the folk it, like it, fucking K rock's a folk station now. Like it, it, all the new kind of rock and roll has like a folk feel to it. But whatever, that's a different story. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't like. I loved Oingo Boingo. Like I how can you not love loved Oingo? Oingo Boingo, but like the Cure and the Smiths and and all that shit. Not you know, all of Oingo Boingo, minus Denny Elfman, just played the whiskey like two weeks ago. I would go see that in a heartbeat. I, da, da, da. Yeah, it was on the twelfth. I was da, supposed da, to go da, da, da. and I forgot about it. How do you forget? How what? I was informed about it by a friend of mine who works at the whiskey when I might have been drunk. And then I saw posts from other people being there. I'm like, oh, no, no. Fuck, I was on the guest list. Fuck. Why didn't you race down there just to see if you could, like, It was one of those next day, like. Oh, the next day you saw it. Not like you didn't see the post going. No, it was like Uh, night of. I would have been like, um. I'm gone. See I I could have been fucking balls deep inside of someone and been like, I'm out. I know that. Mom, I know that you're in the hospital dying, dying, but you got to. You gotta just hold on for a few hours so I can go see Oingo Boingo and I'll be right back. Right. I mean, I understand it's without Danny Elfman, but still, still Oingo Boingo. It's you, yeah, like you, how do you not go see that? You have to. I tell you what, like I've gone and, and like when it, someone asks me, "Hey, do you want to go see?" and I'll say yes ninety percent of the time, even if it's not something that I'm into, just because you never know what you're gonna get. Right, and someone invited me to go see uh, Chicago, the band Chicago, from where you're from, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, yeah, I'll go check it out. I had one of the best nights ever. Like when they start getting into their into their uh, catalog, and you realize how many hit songs they have, and that at the level precision music wise that they play it, I was like, holy fuck, these guys are awesome and they've been doing it for like 50 years 50, the- yeah like they're older than fuck and still just killing it that was the same thing with aerosmith like i went and saw aerosmith you know maybe 10 15 years ago but 
they're like, hey, you want to go see Aerosmith? I'm like, sure, yeah, no problem. Um, I was floored on how good they were, like like a well-oiled machine. It was shockingly good. You'd hope so by this point. Right? <laughs> like if you, if you suck at this point after 40 years of playing, kiss. Uh, <laughs> uh, you should be ashamed of yourself, kiss. Steven Tyler just did Joe Rogan. That's an interesting podcast if you ever get the chance. I love Joe Rogan. You know, I, listen, I was a Joe Rogan fa- fan from back in the day. And let me tell you something else about that fucking guy, Joe Rogan. Um, um, he's a cool fucking dude. Like, he's an everyman. Like, now, this was right after Fear Factor. He just got, uh, I was really into car shows back then. And he got a, he had like a seventy Cuda or some bullshit like that that he got done by Chip Foos, who wanted to do it two toned, and he didn't um, he didn't want it. He's like, no, fuck you, you're not doing my car two toned. I don't give a fuck. He goes, I want it all silver. Call it the Silverfish, right? So he had this car, and I was at uh, uh, the comedy club or something, and he was just kind of fucking just hanging out like like a normal dude. And uh, we start talking cars and stuff, and he's like, yeah, no, that really fucking happened. That was real. That was real shit right there. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I love his stand-up. Like, his stand-up, if you're a fucking... He's like an intellectual Sam Kinison, if that makes any sense. He does the same kind of aggressiveness as Sam does, but he's super hyper smart, and he goes super brainy, like... You have to see it. But, yeah, he's a fucking cool dude. Very, very down to earth. So back, we're going to backtrack to the music real quick. Yep, let's get to the metal. Not necessarily the metal. Of live shows you've been to, what is the one that most stands out in your mind of, like, an epic live show? Well, for different reasons, different shows. Uh, my first show, show, concert show, was this metal band called Lizzie Borden. Who's still touring? Yes, yes. And, uh, I think it was like '84 or '85 at the Country Club. So for that, the first, my first show, it was Lizzie, which was great theatrical performance. He was chopping heads off bitches. There was blood. I loved it. For me, as a, I think, I think for me, like an important show for me to go to, though it wasn't the best show was uh kiss at the weenie roast i was a huge kiss fan like huge huge kiss fan if uh, i'll send you you know come over to the house or i'll send you a picture i have a huge kiss collection it's all in display cases blah 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 I would, I, fucking to this day i'm still watching youtube and checking out kissfacts.com but uh uh but when they i never saw them so when they reunited, put the makeup back on, and got back together, it was huge for me. It was like the 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 dream, the dream uh, show for me. And they sucked. They were horrible. It was the first show back together, and they weren't tight, and they were just all over the place. But none of it mattered. It didn't matter. And then I saw two shows. Uh, I think I paid like four hundred bucks a ticket, which is just insane. Um, to see, I was on the floor to see him twice, uh, and then Dodger Stadium, and then a bunch of other shows. But that first show um, was huge because I thought it would never happen. So that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. What what uh, 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 what about you? What? So the first show I ever went to was 
White Zombie. He, what? White Zombie. The Reverend Horton Heat and the Melvins. What? That's a great lineup, actually. That's a great lineup. At the Aragon Ballroom. Melvins from, uh, the Melvins from um, Seattle, right? Yeah. Wow. So what's fucked up is the Melvins opened. They were the opener. Right. Which they've been around. Yeah. Because this was at like mid-90s metal crowd in Chicago. Right. The Rev almost got booed off stage. No way. How do you fucking... The Rev is the business, dude. Yeah, but you think you're like... Metalheads don't get it. Yeah. Or, like, or at the time, they didn't get it. What? This has to be Astro Creep 2000 tour, so 94, 95? Right. That's funny. We used to get that all the time. We used to get... You guys sound like fucking uh, White Zombie. Okay, cool. They're, they're cool sounding bands. So if we sound like them, that's awesome. But yeah. that's a great... You know, like... Like for me now, I, maybe at the time, I don't know how it would have worked out. But like when you hear those bands, you're like going, "Holy shit, those are three bands that are like, oh no, at awesome." The, at the time, I definitely didn't appreciate it. I'm like, I like White Zombie. I had no clue who the Melvins were. Right. The Rev. I was one of the people like kind of like, what? Ooh, yeah. I didn't boo them, but I was just right. kind of like, what's the psychobilly shit? Yeah, it's like rockabilly psychobilly. Why? why, why? Yeah. Like, I'm here for fucking metal. And then the part of that show was like, holy fuck, Sean Uselt is taller than Rob Zombie. She's hot. She was hot. Oh, my God. She was hot. She was fucking hot. Man. My teenage hormones were like, yes. I'll she had green hair and she's fucking headbanging. Fucking just her presence was so big. I'm pretty sure I touched myself to her that I, night. I, yeah, I could maybe. Uh, yeah, I could see squeezing one out to her. She was hot. I also got the shit kicked out of me at that show. Really? Because I was small enough to body surf at that point. Right. Believe it or not. Like, right. And I fell on some girl. Like, right. just Ugh. fell. And she stood up. Like, you motherfucker. She clawed my neck and kicked me in the back like three times. And I'm a teenager. I'm bulletproof. Like, I just ignored that I just got assaulted. I went right back into the pits. The next day, I went in the shower like, Oh, what yeah. the fuck happened? Yeah, no, there was a bunch of those shows for me that you just wake up and you're like, there's a fucking Doc Martin shoe print on your face. I think that was Black Flag at Crawford Hall. I think I, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, and, like the 90s shows. When I started going to metal shows out here, I was like, man, y'all postified. Midwest pits, much more brutal. It might have been 90s Midwest pits were much more brutal, but. I, I, I think fucking pits suck now. They do. Like, okay, so back in the day, for me, when I was getting into pits, you'd get hurt. Like, you had a chance to get hurt. But people weren't looking to fuck you up. And no. And if you fell. They'd help you the fuck up. You would, you would, you, the first thing you would do is you pick that fucker up to get him back in the pit to keep, keep the party going. Pit courtesy right? was a huge thing. Huge thing. And now I see guys trying to hurt people. Like, guys are coming around, they're sucker punching them or throwing an elbow or whatever, and guys are getting trampled. See, the and guys who would cool throw a sucker punch or throw an elbow back in there, they'd get fucking dealt with in the pit. Yeah, back in the day, you'd see the guys just swarm them, but, like, not now. Now, now it's just vicious. Though, I went to... Okay, here's a funny story. So a buddy of mine calls me up who's just... He's a cool dude. Super rich, has six kids. You know, hey Dave, do you want to go to the show? And I'm like, cool, let's go. 
So he ends up calling like six of the boys, like the old school boys, the penguins they used to call us. But um, uh, six of the boys, and we end up going to his house, which is like a fucking, it's just a disgusting mansion. Disgusting. And we're sitting in his foyer that's about the size of this apartment. I mean, it's it's a massive house. Must be nice. It's Yeah, right? It must be nice. But you, you couldn't meet a better guy. Like you, I'll tell you his name out off air. You couldn't meet a better human being. Like he's such a cool dude, and uh, uh, he's like, "All right, cool." So we all end up going, and there's like six or six, seven, eight of us. I don't know, but he invited us to go see Baby Metal. Oh shit! Right, it was their only LA performance. Was Baby Metal? No, I'd seen the chocolate video. I want chocolate or whatever. I've seen that video, and I thought it was cool. Dude, let me tell you, that was the weirdest experience I've ever in the last 10 years at a show because there was so much love at a metal show. There were gnarly fucking biker dudes, shirtless, tatted up fucking biker dudes, and like little seven-year-olds in like schoolgirl outfits in a pit, in this big, giant, swarming pit. And it was amazing. It was an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. But the funny part was, is that he invites us, we're in his foyer, and I go, just so you know, I'm the fucking dirty one, right? You guys for years have been busting my balls about being in porn and blah, 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 blah. You're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you know, this rich, well-to-do, you know, guy in, 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 in the world and in the, in the city. But yet you're the guy that's inviting 40-year-old men to watch underage Japanese girls sexualize themselves and play heavy metal. And he goes, yeah, pretty much. That's what, <laughs> that, that's what we're going to do tonight. And I go, and I'm the creepy one. I'm the creepy guy, but y'all doing this. Oh, that's so fucked up. It is fucked up. Have you seen Baby Metal? I have. I mean, I've seen videos. I haven't seen them live. They're fucking impressive. I mean, listen, it is what it is. Their band is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Knowing Japanese culture, I wonder how much the Yakuza is involved with that. Probably some. You'd have to be. I think I, I, I think so. Um, I'd assume so. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd assume so, too. Um, they were great. They were, they were phenomenal. phenomenal. Um, you ever been in Japan? Twice. Really? Yep. Tokyo is my happy place. Really? Have you ever been? Yes. I was there for 27 days. I'm jealous. It was it was awesome. I hit my head so many times I stopped making the noise. Nice. Because all, you know, all the doors are out there. So whenever you hear it, you go, oh, oh, oh. I just stopped making that noise. It was just crack. My audience has heard this story a bunch of times, but I passed out in a planter at Shibuya Station for two hours. Like, I got so drunk in a bar, I managed to get a cab back to Shibuya because that's all I could communicate. Right. And once I got back to Shibuya, I slept in a planner for like two hours. I kept coming to occasionally, like, I know my Airbnb is like a mile that way. Unfortunately, I didn't really drink a lot. There was a couple of nights where I drank pretty good. Oh, uh, that is the place to drink of yeah. all places. But no, I didn't, I didn't go hard. Yes, you're right, because it's fucking amazing. That you can literally go to a vending machine on the street, get a Sapporo and some a Nagori sake, which was my get down. And they have them in Seven Elevens. Like it's everywhere. It's just oh, I know it's everywhere. It's it is the, the ultimate work hard, play hard culture. I love it so much yes. that I'm 
definitely into Japanese women. I rolled into a rock bar called Science. Right. I met a dyed blonde haired Japanese woman wearing a cannibal corpse shirt. Yes, fell in love. Like, oh my God. So you're my ticket to living in Japan. Right. She's like, I have tattoos, but let me see them. So like, I can't. I'm so shy. My friends, like, she's not getting off for like six hours, dude. We're leaving you here. I'm like, you do that. I'm putting in work. You put in, hold on a second. Okay, because I, I, I got to hear the story, and then I got to pee again because the fake beers go right through you. <laughs> right, right. Um, you sat there for six hours drinking with this girl. I didn't, for make her it to six, get a- I didn't make it six hours. I drank them out of whiskey. All right. I drank them out of fucking right. whiskey. So I remember seeing some bad band in the back of the bar. The next thing I remember is coming to in a cab, puking out the window. Oh, they're fucking like this fucking idiot American. Fuck. He's uh, puking in my fucking cab. Right. Gaijin. Then... Making it to Shibuya Station, passing out in a planter, coming to occasionally, being everybody is that way. I just I can't make the walk back out. The beautiful part about Tokyo is unmolested for sleeping in a planter for two hours. Well, because they know because their whole fucking like you said, it's work hard, play hard, dude. They have um, have you seen the um, the little cubes that they have for the businessmen that fucking get drunk and they? Oh yeah, the the capsule hotels. Yeah, the capsule hotels. Those are the coolest fucking things ever. They're designed for drunken businessmen. Right. So I eventually come to. Sorry for the audience who's heard this a couple times. I eventually come to. I I get another cab to get back to the Airbnb. Right. I freak out on the way. I'm like, I'm texting my friends. Like, I don't have enough money to pay this cab. I may have to run on him. No, you're not. You drunk American slag. No way. What makes it every? I have exactly enough coins, right, to pay him. Uh, and he's looking at me like, you're an asshole. No tip. Right. Well, they or don't just, do tipping. They don't. Oh do- yeah, that's right. They're right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So the next morning, I check my account. Someone pulled out three hundred dollars on my account last no night. No way, it was you. Yeah, it was my <laughs> drunk mat autopiloted. Yes. And I'm pretty sure the cab who took me home right. stopped at a Seven Eleven so I could get three hundred bucks out. Uh, I was probably looking at me like I was a complete asshole, but I'm like, I don't have enough money to pay you. You just put out three hundred bucks. You just hilarious. pulled. Yeah, that's hilarious. I was such a shit show. Uh, Every time I've gone to Tokyo, it's been an amazing time. Like. So right, for, let, me, let me use this restroom and I'll come back. We'll, we'll pause. We'll pause. pause. As the audience is well aware, Tokyo is my happy place. I mean, it doesn't hurt that the first time I went there, like, I fucked a Australian half Japanese girl. Oh, is she hot? She's pretty hot. That's fucking awesome. She also clawed the fuck out of my back. Yeah, see, I don't, that's the thing about Japanese chicks that I'm not really that into is um, it's a new, it's like, it's a different type of sex they have. Like, I don't, I'm not into girls crying and looking like I'm fucking killing them. David, just FYI, yeah. your penis does not automatically blur when you fuck a Japanese chick. <laughs> right. I'm, not, I'm just letting you know. It's a mosaic. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't blur like it does in Japanese porn the minute you fuck them. All right, so I got a great Japanese fucking chick story. Hold on a second. So we ended up taking American dudes out there to fuck Japanese girls. <laughs> hey, that's something I would sign up for to be male talent on. You you uh, will be huge in Japan. Uh, I know. It's the only place. <laughs> I'm like fucking Godzilla out there. So they have it set up differently to where you get one model a day, and you could shoot her a bunch of times in the day, but that's how they have it. It's not a scene. It's a day, and you can shoot four scenes. You can shoot two. So You can shoot 20. We, they, they, they're not with Americans, uh, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we took out there's so many great Japan stories but there was this one girl 
who was bleeding, right? And she, uh, the, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Time of the month bleeding or just stretched out by an American time, 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 bleeding? Time, time of the month bleeding. All right. So we're like, oh, well, in America, we put, you know, makeup sponges up there, blah, 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 blah. And uh, so she's like, okay. So she limps through the scene. They all limp through the scene. It was so bad. Nick Manning was fucking this one girl, and she started punching herself in the face because it hurts so bad. And I'm like, oh, sweetie, no, that's not good. We don't, we don't do that. That's not good. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And was, it was a very shameful moment for her. But we, you know, we were cool, and 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 we made sure, like, hey, listen, we'll go a lot easier because you know, Mick Manning's doing Manning buck and whore, take the cock. He was, he said, because we were listening to Judas Priest. He's like screaming, screaming for vengeance, <laughs> and he's fucking. Uh, and he's fucking this chick. But anyway, so this chick gets this fucking, this, this sponge lodged in her vagina. And somehow it's my responsibility to help this girl get this thing. Now, I couldn't, like, she couldn't take a dick. And when we were trying to get the sponge out, I, I was, you know, because I have to get my fingers up in there and, and fish it out because she couldn't. And she was so tight and tiny. And in so much pain, I'm like, sweetheart, we can't, well, through a translator, I'm like, sweetheart, we can't do this. We have to send you to the hospital to have this professionally taken out of you because at this point, it's not good. So, and, and we wanted to be respectful of, the, you know, continue to do business there and plus be nice to the girl because she was a very sweet girl. So that all went down, right? So we're there for, you know, a couple weeks or whatever or however long it was. It was a long time. And then the last day, she was such a cool chick. She came back to say goodbye. Like, I hear you guys are leaving. I wanted to come by and say goodbye. You were so cool. And she was. And I'm like, come here. I'll come over here. And she's like, okay. So she comes over, and I see this little bit. I'm like, what is that by your neck? Like, like a little discoloration by her neck. I'm like, sweetheart, what's that by your neck? She goes, oh, caning. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? caning she goes i uh, did caning movie and i'm like okay she proceeds to show me what's underneath and it is a bruise that is purple purple blue right it's like a bruise like a suit underneath her like a bruise suit right and i'm like wait a second I put a sponge the size of my thumb into your vagina and you are losing your mind like I'm murdering you, right? Like I'm murdering you. I stick my finger in your vagina to pull out said sponge and you are literally dying, dying. But for the same amount of money, I can beat you with a cane for hours to the point where you're wearing a bruise suit. She goes, oh, it's good. And I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like caning out there, those videos are very commonplace and it's very normal and the girls handle it and they do it all the time. It's insane. Sounds like you spent your money poorly. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly I should just fucking be making caning videos in, in Japan. But like I was shocked that, that someone would do that to their body, but yet, or had such a, uh, not not to their body, like do whatever you want to body, do a right. caning video. It's the level of pain tolerance that, like, when it was in her vagina, it was zero. When it was on the outside of her body, it was at a level that was 
like I don't know how like she she was fucked. Probably she was more used to the caning. Maybe, maybe, but I, I I was shocked. It was it's a it's such a weird culture out there, and you're not that well. You got tattoos above your arms, but not below. I look like fucking Godzilla out there. I'm like the Gaijin Godzilla. I'm six foot four, covered in tattoos, and they were like not having me. Well, that's why I learned that on the first trip. Like trip two, I wore a hoodie the whole time. Right. Because we got refused service in like 10 different places on trip one. No Gaijin. No Gaijin. Well, it was so sorry we're closed. So sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. They would would do this and they would make the axe and be like, so sorry we're closed. And the fucked up part is like, I knew tattoos had criminal connotation there. Right. But I didn't know how bad it was. We landed on Christmas Day. Well, the, the first time I ended up in Japan was I had time to kill between Christmas and New Year's. I'm like, where can I go in the world that's going to be fun that doesn't celebrate Christmas? Tokyo. Yeah, that's fucking cool as shit. But we landed on Christmas Day. We rolled into a bar and got kicked out immediately. <laughs> I was there with my tattoo artist who has facial and neck tattoos. I looked for a tattoo parlor there. couldn't find it. We found a bunch of them. Every one of them we walked into, they freaked out when we walked in. Really? Well, because they're kind of underground. Right. And, I kinda and they're kind of like, what are these guys just rolling into our tattoo parlor? Right. My tattoo artist actually got a piece done in Japan from a tattoo artist he knew. So trip two was also super weird about the tattoo artists. Is the majority of tattoo artists in Tokyo are low-level Yakuza members. Right. Because it's the only place you can learn the craft from. Right. They hooked up a buddy of mine with weed. Right. And they told him, you get caught with this, call this number, say nothing. For a fucking dime bag. Wow, that's crazy. It's such a weird culture over there, but it's there, so God bless them. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's the. it was funny because um, I love sushi, I love fish. So me going there, I was eating sushi before I left. They're like, aren't you going to be weirded out? Because, you know, why are you eating so much sushi here? And then you're going to go to Japan and eat more sushi. Because I love sushi. I love fish. Right. So for me, I was in heaven. Like me and Derek Pierce went to a couple of spots and just ate sushi all the time. Probably got some mercury poisoning along with my wet brain, but whatever. Uh, whatever. What it doesn't matter. You only live once. My, my buddy, uh, Jimmy, who paid for the whole thing, uh, can't eat fish of any sort. Uh, even crustaceans cannot and nothing from the sea or he bloats out so going to japan is tough for him so he we're looking for steaks we're looking for steaks we we get to this one italian this shitty little you know their version of italian food and what they did is they boiled the meat shitty skirt steak or whatever boiled the meat and then seared it so it looked like it'd been cooked and when you cut into it water just shot it was like there was like water just everywhere i went to a couple spots like that They boil it right so they cook it fucking all fucked up so he hot dogs here hot dogs there but no real meat um i think we even went to some mcdonald's nothing really there we went to a wendy's where he was able to find some meat but we went to this one restaurant we sit down and we're of course you know i don't read japanese i don't know if you do but you order by the pictures a lot of the time. Damn right you do. Right? You order by the pictures. So he sees meat and he's like, I want this. And she's like, no, like, no, doing the X's. 
And he's like, no, no, I want this. This is me. She goes, no, it's not. Pony. It's fucking horse meat. And he's like, no, I, I don't want the pony thing. So if you ever make it much. back, <laughs> if you're looking for rad meat, right. there is a Tapanaki place across the street from the Ritz-Carlton and Rapungi uh-huh. that is about 45 to 60 US, all you can eat, Kobe sashimi. Really? Oh, we did have some Kobe beef there. It was like 300 bucks an ounce or some bullshit. Yeah, this is all you can eat for like 60. And it's fucking amazing. Oh, my God. I've been there three or four times between the two trips. Right. Because it's like a Korean barbecue place in L.A. where you cook it yourself. Right. I learned their scam real quick. It's all you can eat. It's timed. You order from an iPad. And they're slow on bringing rounds to Right, of course. It's like that in fucking America they do that shit. I ordered so much on the iPad that they couldn't fit it all on the table. Like, oh, I know your game, motherfuckers. Bring it on. Bring it on. Right. I'm going to eat every last bit yeah, of this. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Look I, at this fat yeah. motherfucker. I'm- I didn't get this big fucking, uh, you know, eating uh, fucking uh, salads. Right. You know, yeah. Carl, the party lawyer, may have passed out at the table. We had to stop him from burning himself. But it's <sighs> hilarious. I remember one, 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 it was so fucking funny. The the main guy that we did business with in Japan wanted to take us to dinner. And like we're shooting, we're shooting and shooting, and towards the end of the day he goes, Come with me to dinner. I want to take you guys to dinner. And 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 of course my buddy Jim's like, Oh, here we go. We're gonna get we're gonna get some good food tonight. I'm like, All right, cool. So we go to this hotel, right? That we get into the elevator and we go up to the elevator, and of course it's me being, you know, being me and looking the way I do. I come walking off the elevator, and the lady did what she was doing. No, with her exes, right? And uh, uh, the guy goes, no, no, with me. And she's like, looks at him like, you're, really? And he's like, yeah. And she walked this way. Now, mind you, this is this guy must have spent like seven grand on dinner for like 20 of us. Like, he spent a lot of money. And like the big Kobe beef came out and all that stuff. But the thing was is that I was... You know, this is towards the end of the trip. I've washed my socks so many fucking times. I, I, you know, who fucking knows? I have this giant hole in my sock and my big toe is sticking out. Now they make you, like, you know, take, yeah, off, take off your <laughs> shoes. Not only am I just giant tattooed, you know, white guy, but I'm a fucking low end guy because I, I have shitty socks where my fucking toe was sticking out. <laughs> Not one of my proudest moments. <laughs> Not one of my proudest moments at all. But so I good. I didn't give a shit. I sat down real fast, shoved my fucking toe underneath the fucking table, and proceeded to get fucked up. Oh, it was great. I made a spectacle of myself. It was so awesome. I will swear to the day I die, Tokyo is the best place on earth to get fucked up. It's cool, and they they it's they promote it. Like, like ser- seriously, I love Sapporo's and I love Nagori, and it was everywhere, everywhere. It is, and what they do is like Coca Cola is out here, right? One hundred percent, one hundred percent, and they trap you because if you're not in the district where you're staying, the trains stop at like one a.m., but the bars go till five, and then the trains restart at five. One of the craziest sights I've ever seen in my life, and I probably ever will see, is the mass exodus in Shinjuku. To Shinjuku Station at 5 a.m. Really? Like, seriously, hundreds of thousands of people making their way to the station at 5 a.m. 
Wow, that's crazy. It was absolutely fucking nuts. It's like that system of fucking transportation's nuts. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. It's incredible. I honestly I've said it a couple points. Like I almost would rather be a second class citizen in Japan than a first class citizen in America. It's 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 an incredible country. It was funny because we try to master you can't. You can't master it. Their fucking system of, of, of trains and subways and transportation is beyond the scope of our American brains. But it's still easier than getting around in New York. No, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 ridiculously amazing and intricate and 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 we tried to master it, we couldn't, and then like 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 the second <laughs> the second to the last day we found someone that spoke you know, like could really help us with it and they go, Yeah, push this button. And it was the translator button that took everything <laughs> from Japanese to English. On the fucking kiosk. On the kiosks, right? And we just he goes, Yeah, do this. Click and we went. We looked at each other and we're like, "You, we're the dumbest." There's video of it on MySpace of me, Mike D, and Derek Pierce trying to figure out. It was the it was the 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 Tokyo train challenge, and we couldn't figure it out until we went, and then we pushed the button where it said Ingli, and, <laughs> and it changed our trip it was uh that was where i actually got to really know derek pierce and we're like brothers ever since but yeah me and him and in japan was fucking fun a lot funner than it was with uh manning because manning was just he's scary motherfucker man nick manning i love tokyo so much tokyo is good and ekyo bar we mentioned it on the break uh one of my favorite places ever like the technology there is like 10 years they are 10 years ahead of us so when i went they had iphones basically the the exception yeah. of an iphone you know what i mean and and their internet structure is so much better than ours and and uh in Akihabara, there's uh obviously stores everywhere but i was so impressed with a aside from Akihabara, their, their 99 cent stores are insane just in tokyo period like insane but in Ekiobara, uh like imagine listeners if you will take a trip with me where you are imagining the biggest the baddest fries you've ever seen in your life like the 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 best the in your mind the best fries electronics which for dudes is heaven it's like disneyland right, right? it's for better than it porn oh, I, I would say yes I would agree. Better than porn. Just the Mecca, right? Imagine the biggest fries ever. Now imagine you go to Japan and it's five stories tall. It, it took my breath away. The level of, of uh, if you're into electronics and gear and video games and music and record players and this they still have fucking tower records yes they do have tower records uh but it was five stories tall bro it was like the best fries ever on the planet five levels of it oh no oh no i know oh i was like it was i i could have been killed died and and that would be my heaven and it was in tokyo nekabara so so when like for me going there it was tough because of the way i look and it was fun because of 
it being Tokyo, and it was uh, during the uh, uh, the the um, oh, oh God, here he goes, wet brain. Uh, what's the flowers? Sakara. No, Sakahara. Oh, the, 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 yeah, the, the, the cherry blossoms. Yeah. Cherry blossoms. It was Sakahara. Sakahara, yeah, yeah. It was cherry blossom season. So it was epically beautiful. I kind of like when I went there, I'm like, okay, I can't really. You know, okay, great Pearl Harbor. They came and got us. But, you know, that's war. I, uh, it, it sucked. We literally dropped two nuclear bombs on them right the only so two bombs you, dropped in history in history we did it to them yep. so like when you're walking by like these little old asian people and they're looking at you like you're the devil i'm like oh, i'm sorry you know like i had like a little um, shame like walking around there going yeah we did drop two fucking bombs on these people so yeah you hate me i get it i'm sorry and it was even like, if they hit was, you, they're so like, polite okay. about it, though. Yeah, they are polite about it, but they, you, they, there's, there's hate in their eyes, like, which you know, I, I get, like, it was uncalled for what we did to them. So, but uh, a beautiful country, beautiful people, great food, great booze, uh, and again, five stories of fries. It, it was amazing. See, David, you're making me want to go book a flight right now. I saw I got a fucking, I got a thing in the, uh, like an attachment sale thing on one of my emails. $464 to get to Japan. Sold. Sold. Yeah. Do you, now, how do you do the 14 hours, though? Drunk? Yes. Better flying through chemicals. I take me and my sober buddy who's sober. He goes, there's only one way you can do this. We got to take sleeping pills. So we're like, cool let's grab a bunch of fucking sleeping pills take them and do the flight now this is a sober guy and and uh, i'm like yeah let's do it so we get to we get to the airport we take a bunch of fucking pills uh flight 414 to japan has been delayed oh no <laughs> and meanwhile we're sitting there and we're like <laughs> and we're fucking so high already a little premature yeah that didn't work out too well it was pretty funny oh shit but yeah no i it, it was drinking and 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 pilling to get through that so i'm a little bit of a scumbag i'm sure the audience is, i may have told the story before the first trip when i went with my tattoo artist we were on separate itineraries right i have status with delta i go to check in they're like, oh, you've been upgraded, sir. They bumped me to business class. Nice. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm sitting next to my buddy, like in our original assigned seats. Right. I'm talking to the person. I'm like, can I trade seats with whoever got my seat? They're like, this is a 14-hour flight. You have a pod. Right. What's wrong with Take you? Take the pod. Take the pod. Your friend will understand. Yeah. Like, and if he doesn't, he's a dick, so fuck him. By the time he got on the plane, I may have had like five or six rounds of champagne. Yes. He he boards. I'm like, hey, man, I got upgraded. Are you cool with this? He's like, yeah. Like, you said yes. You fucking said yes. Yeah. I'm going to be in my pod now. Yes. Of course you let your buddy be in the pod. Oh, he came Bring in. Bring me well, back some fucking free champagne. Like, like, well, he was in Economy Plus. He still got free booze. But, but still, I mean, give me a pillow. Give me one of those pillows up there. Yeah, hook a brother up. But yes, you fucking... 
You let your homie go to the pod. He came and woke me up a couple times mid-flight. Yeah. I had my bed seat fully reclined. Hey, I'm bored. Come back and watch this movie. Buy me a drink and or let's have a drink and hang out for a little yeah, bit and yeah. then go back to your pod. Of course you do that. So that was trip one. Trip two, I was in Economy Plus and just got trashed on the way there. That's cool. You know what was cool about Japan, uh, the flight was, is they, they have cameras underneath the plane. So when you I don't. Maybe they did this in the States, but but this is the first time I ever saw it. They don't do it anymore, at least the flights I've been on. But they have a camera underneath the plane, so you see the actual wheels hitting the ground as you land and take off. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. That is pretty fucking rad. That was pretty fucking It was metal, for sure. You're like, oh, and don't snap. So speaking of metal in Tokyo, did you ever make it to Gods in Shinjuku? No, I went to one rock place. It was called Crawdaddy, which, funny enough, if you know me, my last name's Crawford. And oh shit, out of yourself for your real name? Yeah, I, real name. Uh, my real name's David Crawford, and and my friends growing up called me Crawdaddy, like Crawdaddy, C Diddle, C Diddy. Crawdaddy was one of my many many nicknames, and they had a club in Tokyo named Crawdaddy, and. Uh, I went there. They were playing, I think, Crying or something from Aerosmith. Nice. Uh, and that was the extent of my rock uh, rock metal in in uh, in uh, in Japan. I will have other to than Kiss albums that <laughs> I saw, which I hunted for. But what's the place that you're talking about? So it's called Gods in Shinjuku. I'll show it to you once we get off air. Right. I spent New Year's 2013 and 2014 there. It is. An amazing dive metal bar in the basement in a barn, basement barn Shinjuku. Fucking amazing. Barrett said he when he went to Japan a few times that that he found some bars and some rock bars and stuff, and uh, maybe it's the same place. But he's like, dude, there were like all of these models there, like not Japanese models, not that they're not hot, but he's like like Swedish and European models. So they were just hanging out like it was the place to be. Not the spot I went to. <laughs> I did admit a very beautiful Japanese bartender named Nazumi, who apparently I zigged when I should have zagged. Uh, it was horrible. Like, and we've all done it. I, I got her information. Like, we were partying. Like, my last night in town before we were bailing in the morning, I rolled the gods. The time to fuck. Right. I rolled the gods, which That's is... The time. Clear across, we're staying in Rapungi. Uh, Gods is in Shinjuku. Right. It's a bit of a hike on yeah, train. Right. It's a bit of a distance. Get there, find out it's closed. She texts me, and like, oh, my bar's closed. We're going to this bar. I'm like, I. Right, what time are you guys going to be there? Well, I don't know if I'm going. And I'm so used to West Coast women being like, I don't know if I'm going means never mind. Don't bother. Right. Take the train back to the Ritz Carlton. Right. I'm like showered up, crawled into bed. She's like, hey, we're at the bar. When are you getting here? So she legitimately didn't know, and she ended up showing up and yep. wanted to hang. Huh. And I'm like, oh, crap. The code's different than ours. Right. Like, the code maybe meant let's hang out where you're hanging out. I don't know if I'm going to go there, but let's hang out. The code didn't work. Uh. Right. Oh, and the worst part, I was like, a year later, she ended up marrying some Swedish dude, some white Swedish dude. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it. I totally. She had like honky fever. Oh, like, she's she a, some white dude. Like Japanese metalhead chick into metalheads. Yeah. So you totally. I, I zigged when I should have zagged. Oh, it's a sad story. Did you go to, did you go to China? Did you I've been Kong? to China. Let me tell you, Hong Kong. I didn't even. I didn't drink that much in Hong Kong. I drank some, but I didn't drink that much. But 
Holy shit, that's a fuckathon. Oh, she's hot. Yeah, that's that's the girl. That's the girl. That's Wait, the girl. That's a zigzag. Yeah, that's where I zigged when I should have zagged. That's cool. She's like a uh, like a cool like little Adams family goth uh Japanese girl. Yeah, like Japanese totally metalhead chick. Yeah. Look at that. Have you seen that? Um I think she's Japanese. She's a cellist uh that does heavy metal cello. Tina Tia something. Uh she's fucking hot as fuck. Um, but yeah, she and, and she plays a cello like a metal opera. There's her with her husband. Aww, he's like a Swedish death metal dude. Yep. Cool. Are they happy? Are they cool? Yeah, they're happy. They're cool. But I still could have. You should have hit it. Yeah. You um, fucked up. Zigged when I should have zagged. Clearly. Uh, well, like I said before, we all have done that. But dude, China, Hong Kong, is a fuck a. It's a fucknasium. It's a, it's like the fuck Olympics. Who's the other girl? One of her friends. <laughs> We're scoping on Japanese girls. Yeah, look at that. That's cool. That's another good thing that the Japanese they love the metal too. They do. It's and especially the younger girls love the metal. Right. Keep it going, guys. Keep it going. Because they ain't going in America. Goddamn. No. Yeah, she's hot. Well, you know, you'll find another hot Japanese metalhead, I'm sure. Yeah, in Japan. <laughs> in Japan. No, I, there's a whole resurgence of it. I'm sure if you go back to Japan, you'll find some hot. And they like that. They have daddy issues. They like the older dudes. So God bless it. Me, I was too much of a freak, I think. I just, I did not translate there at all. I'm just concerned if I go back to Tokyo, I'm not coming back to the States. If, if you can make money and do it, bring, take the, take the show on the road, motherfucker. Damn right. Honestly, I'm, the audience has definitely heard this one before. One of my biggest regrets in life is when I moved from Vegas to LA, I had the opportunity to go move to Tokyo for a month. Right. I didn't do it. Oh, you should have. It would have been fun. This is what I would suggest if you really, if this is even like a real option for you. Do you speak Japanese? Fuck no. Of course not, right? We're fucking. Ignorant gaijin. Ro gaijin. Rosetta Stone, that shit, dude. Start doing it now. Start just learning Japanese in your sleep, right? And that way, if you really have a passion for going to Japan, you have a leg up. You can go there and pull ass and speak the language and be a gaijin, and they will have a sense of, wow, the guy took the time to fucking learn the language, and he's talking to me, and he's cute, older white dude that likes metal. I'm going to go for this. Because there are once, like I had a buddy of mine, uh, Bill Baker, and uh, he was a big Ace Freely. We're both big Ace Freely fans. But Bill Baker, back in the day, was dating this Japanese girl, and she absolutely loved him like like he was a god uh and uh we were just you know he was a simple guy from new york that was an ace freely fan he's a rocker and stuff and he did his thing and he's a smart guy kind guy and uh uh but like literally she loved him like no one no one else like it was awesome anyway my point was love the metal love the big uh older white guy and they got i think they were together for like a while 
So anyway, there's there's hope for you yet. Oh, of course. But learn J- J- uh, Japanese because he knew Japanese too, and I think he was able to speak to her and and therefore solidified the deal faster and you know learn the language. And I think that it'll. Yeah, that probably is a good plan. You know what I mean? Especially if you want to move there and stuff. And I'm like, it's like I'm like, oh, I mean, don't. But just the problem is, I have no real like nothing I can really do for myself there. Permanently, you can run a Gaijin fucking rock uh, club. You know, you could American do, Joe's big yeah, party, right? Go out there to partner up with some Japanese uh, guy or firm. Uh, do the American hosting of you know who knows? Open a bar something. called American Joe's Roadhouse, right? Do it, do it, do and it. Do the podcast and have Japanese guests, and when Americans come through, and 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 I think I, listen. I got to figure out a way to monetize Hawaii because I went to Hawaii and it changed my life. I love fucking Hawaii. See, uh, I'm in. All I saw was Waikiki Beach and I was not impressed. I, dude, I'm in. I am in. And my grandfather, uh, uh, my step grandfather, but he was my grandfather, was Hawaiian. So I get it. Like, I fucking get it. And like, I would retire there in a heartbeat. I just can't figure out a way to make money. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. See, all I saw was. Man, this is still fucking America. Mm. That's what I liked about it, though. I liked the fact that it was different. Clearly, a cultural difference, like very much like a like a Costa Rica or like uh, somewhere tropical like that. Maybe uh, my Brad wants to go to Belize or or you know whatever. Very much like that, but still safe enough. Like maybe like a Puerto Rico would be. Puerto Rico is like a safe Mexico. See, I don't want to be safe. I want to experience the fucking world. I want to experience other cultures. That's why you I'm, are. You're experiencing other culture, but you're still fucking in America. See, fuck that. <laughs> That's why I went to South Africa. Like, I'm going to fucking, you know. I went to Cape Columbia Town. Columbia, and I'm doing Actually, cocaine. I am going to Columbia in September. You've got to do cocaine in Columbia. Just don't get caught. Yeah, I'm not uh, going to Columbia in jail. Fuck that. Right, no, but you, you, you got to try Colombian cocaine. No, me and, me and my regular traveling crew are going to Bogota in September. I want to experience it. Like, I've done, you know. I've traveled all over the world, but I like the, the 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 difference, but yet the safety of being in a territory and or Hawaii. Hey, if you want to come to Bogota with us, it's under five hundred round trip airfare. Really? Yeah. How how many hours on on the flight? Uh, it's a layover in Mexico City, and then right. which I want to check out Mexico City too. So that's rad. Yeah. See, like you you're down for Rio. Yeah. I'm not down to go to Rio. Why not? It's too dangerous. Like I'm not rich. People, but but they'll jack you for whatever you have. Like if you have twenty dollars and a fucking knockoff Louis Vuitton fucking wallet, they're taking it. Cool, they can have it. Literally, that's all you can have is like your like. I heard like don't leave with a wallet. Like don't leave your you know your hotel or whatever uh resort that you're at with anything like a watch or a necklace don't do it because you will fucking get mugged for it all i know is when i went to cape town i found this out way after the fact right cape town was 63.5 murders per hundred thousand capita right that's insane bogota is only like 13.5 right now okay cool so so i'm like i was researching this one we're researching bogota because everyone's like Columbia is dangerous. And I'm like, oh God, when I was in Cape Town, it was murder tastic. 
right. See, I'm not down with that. I'm not I, like at this point in my life, maybe like in my 20s, we're like, yeah, let's fucking do this. Let's go to fucking uh, Rares, Mexico, where they're putting fucking motherfuckers' heads on spikes. Let's do this. No, not anymore. I'm, I want to go and I want to have the experience of a cultural difference, right? And, and be in that element. And I will, but I'm not trying to die. Well, I'm not trying to die either. <laughs> really, the honest goal is I want to have sex on every continent. Yes. Yes. So I got to bring. You got to go to Hong Kong. And then when you get on, when you go to Hong Kong. I've had sex in Asia already. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Nowhere on the earth is it like it is in Macau. You have to experience Macau. All right, I'm done with that. It is, it is fucktopia. It's a fuckacopia of fuck. And literally, okay, whores out there again, don't take the, you, you can't, you, you can't have whore. You can't have the word whore. It is an adjective. It's, it's not a disparaging thing. It is what it is. So, so quit your whining. It, the whores, are oh and here i go <laughs> here, here i go the whores are like cockroaches you ever been downtown and like these little shitty apartments where you turn on the light and there's just roaches everywhere and of then they're so, scurrying right right like the, the lights like, come on a like, lot there's a lot of them they go Pshaw. the whores were like roaches like they were like there were so many of them and they were just everywhere they were everywhere and like when you when the sun came up they disappeared but literally i went to i went to this one spa and it was a weird experience um uh i was next to this buddy of mine and uh he's like you know here we're gonna go take this japanese shower and he's trying to be kind of like this host and my other buddies just you know he's married so he's you know over there just doing his thing but laughing at me the whole time so so literally we go to this what's a japanese it's a, they call it a japanese shower which is it's basically a toilet bowl it's a toilet seat with four legs and you sit on it backwards so your butt and your junk is hanging like you're you're sitting on it backwards right and these girls are starting to sud you up and they're rubbing you and they just fucking get under there and they start rubbing your undercarriage and they start jacking you off and you're just sitting there going what the fuck is going on here and my buddy's looking at me my one buddy's laughing the married buddy's laughing the guy next to me that's single is looking at me going it's kind of weird being this hard next to your buddy, isn't it? And I'm like, ah, oh, this is awkward. Anyway, literally, we there like we went off, did that. We went into the spa, did the hot spa, the the the, the dry, and then and the wet spa uh, or sauna rather. And then we went to the. He's like, okay, now it's time to go to the uh, whirlpool to to jacuzzi, right? Because everything's wacky, you know, and and everything's water 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 they want to bathe you all the fucking time and such a shame yeah it's crazy it's crazy so 
So we go, we go to the, we go to the the jacuzzi, and like it's a fourteen guy jacuzzi, like it's it's, it's like it's it's a petri dish of a jacuzzi. It's huge, and there's dudes in it, and like we're all sitting out, and we're hanging, and and you know they give us like this menu thing, you know they they give it you know, like you can order food or you can order whatever, and then uh, so we're sitting there and we're like oh cool, and then all of a sudden the lights go down. I'm like uh oh what's going on and like literally like this ozzy osbourne super strip club borderline rock show lighting starts happening and it's like smoke and lasers and right and it just starts rocking in there it starts rocking and then all of a sudden from the right hand side literally a line of about 20 girls comes out and they're they're sectioned off in types of girls but i'm like going oh my god what is happening they all have numbers on them right and i'm just like to the point where my jaw is dropped right to the point where i realize that my draws my jaws dropped but i can't control it so i swim over to the edge of the pool to where i can hide my face and have my jaw be dropped. Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! So anyway, Chinese, Mongolians, um, uh, Koreans, um, um, uh, not many Japanese girls because Japanese girls are like the, the the flowers of the Orient. They're like the the, they're the white people yeah. of East Asia. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They're 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 the, you don't get the Japanese girls. But what you do get is you get everyone else and they're in sections of nationality. And the last ones are all the Russians. So they're all the, the, the blonde, uh, you know, European looking type women. And dude, literally the guys come by with a fucking menu. And the only thing is it's very anti-alcohol. You don't drink in these places. Which, boo. Yeah. Which boo. Is a, which is a boo. Being a boozer at the time, I was like going, boo. But if you're a perv, it totally eclipses the need for alcohol because it's, it's, it's yeah, it is very much like that. So they, they hand you a menu and you literally, you pick the number of the fucking chick that you want and you order the girl which i don't know feminists and 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 whether that's right or wrong or whatever you know okay it is what it is it's what happened and is it right that it happens i don't know but there was a smorgasbord of fucking vagina there and i ordered one then only one i think i did it twice but but i did it once because i wanted the experience of it right well i'm just thinking why you only ordered one at a time well yeah you could order two I did not know what I was doing. Again, my jaw was, I was just in complete and utter fucking awe at what was happening around me. So I fucking literally, okay, so now now we go and it's like, okay, you don't get them right away. It's not like, okay, number fucking 12 comes and grabs you. You now go into the chair room, which are, you're in these giant massage chairs. And now you can order food and like sodas and like stuff like that. So you, you eat a little bit, you're watching a little TV, you may take a little nap. Girls will come and do your nails while you're saying, like these hot fucking Asian broads are like coming up and doing your nails. And like all of a sudden I remember, well, uh, I don't want to jump to the story. So anyway, so they start doing your nails. They're giving you a massage. They're treating you like a fucking king. Like it is a 
paradise. So now you go, okay, well, now I want to go get a, my, my skin scrubbed, right? So you lay down on this thing, and they're literally scrubbing your back. They put, like, salts and sand and whatever, and they've got, no, not maybe not sand, but they've got these towels, and they're literally giving scraping off the top layer of your skin to where you could see it coming off. Like, it's cleansing, very cleansing. And they flip you over to do your other side, and like your clothes, your your eyes are closed, and all of a sudden you're getting scrubbed, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere there's a hand on your dick jacking you off, and you're like, wait, why is the girl jacking? You know what? Go with it. Just just go with it, and you don't ask why. Just go with it. The girl's gonna jack you off. So. Then you get your girl that, that and then you go back to your room, they call your number, you go and you go and you fuck the girl. Which was incredible. Like well, incredible. The, the, Private room, very clean. They wash you. They sit there and they wash you. That seems like fucked up after they jerk you off, then you go to fuck her. No, there's a rant no this is different girls. This is right, just right, different right. rooms. You still of, popped a load. And, oh, I didn't come. No. You you, you Well that's that's miserable in itself. No, it's just it's it's so weird. It's not stressful if if you jerk me off into not completion. No, no, you can come at any point. This is just well, my story was is that they'll joke you they'll jack you off to completion. My story was I was just experiencing it. So it was kind of like along this big giant penis journey that I wasn't coming and going and coming and going. But then it got to the point where it wasn't shocking anymore, like what was happening. And I can get into the sex, the perversion of it. And then I started coming um, uh, during these different things, right? Condom, no condom. Condom. For sure condom. Um, Again, everything's clean. Everything's very clean. I'm just curious. So, so the story goes, so the story goes, we went there a couple times. Now, my one buddy, again, being married was like passed out in one of the things, but, but, but he'd get massages or whatever and the food and blah, blah, blah. He, but he wasn't trying to fuck. Uh, but we, we kind of hung out because the other guy was, uh, Chinese and he was talking to the girls and on a whole different trip, a whole different thing. Basically, it took like we were there for like nine hours, and I was fucking all over the place with these girls. I could imagine for nine hours. Holy shit! Nine hours. It cost two dudes three hundred dollars. That's unreal. What year was this? Two thousand four or five. I feel like there's been some inflation in fourteen years in Hong Kong. No. It's gonna be a little bit, Hong, maybe a little bit, not much. So like five hundred will get you Hong, done. Yeah, five hundred to get two guys done for nine hours. Now he came out and he had like he had like a seven hundred dollar bill for one dude. So we're like going, what are you fucking doing? That it's costing you seven hundred bucks in that back room. You're you you're you're fucking, yeah you're fucking up. You're 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 ordering little boys and it's fucking dark where you're at, bro. Like you got like eight girls tongue in your butthole or something fucked up is happening. Not that that's ha- bad, but you know what I'm saying. There there's you're you're going top shot. Yeah you. Yeah, you're going top shelf. Let's now let's fast forward to the fact that when I this might be too much information, but when I orgasm, I I I I clench my calves, I clench my legs. That's my thing. I could tiptoe or I could be a bit. But I, that's what I'm getting it. It's like I do that clench, and it's all in the calf muscle. I fucked and came so much that when I was walking down the street in 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 in, in China. 
trying to go to temples and stuff, I was walking like I was cerebral palsy. <laughs> it was like I looked like I looked like I was a fucking like like unfortunately suffering crippled of some sort of the palsy thing seems to be a common like, occurrence it, it for is, you. It was just like it was so they they were so knotted up that I couldn't touch them. And in fact, the the last girl I went to, let's go get a massage, and I'm like going, no more massages. Come on, man, how much more of this can we take? But no moss, no moss, no moss. I was tapping, and they're like going, no, come on, one more. So this poor little lady comes in, and I'm laying there, and I'm like, okay, my calves, no. And like, you know, you're like, no, don't touch them. Just leave them alone. And she grazed one of them. I swear to God, I shot up out of that fucking, t off that table, and almost punched her. I was just like, don't you, ah. And then I'm like, no. And she's got, then she got it. She got it, the fact that I was fucked. It, it, you have to go do it, dude. You have to go to Hong Kong. You oh, and I'm such a pig. This is a great story. I'm in. I'm. <laughs> I'm such a dirty pig. And my one buddy that was married is like, going, I, I, you, you disgust me. I can't believe that you're my friend because I want to experience not only the nice, beautiful spa side. I want to go and fuck one of the street girls. So we're like, let's cruise around because they're again, they're everywhere. They're fucking everywhere. I literally found one of the biggest titty, because I like boobs. Uh, I found a big boob uh, 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 Chinese street walking hooker. Natural or implants? Natural, natural, natural. natural. Yeah, that's the only. I don't, they're not really big on implants out there. So that's a shame. Yeah. It, well, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> but they have these things called the pink hotels, and dude, it's like a fucking CSI scene. It's dank and warm. And you know that it's just been a churn and burn of fucking Like loads. you want a black light nowhere no, near there. No, you do not want a black light. Like my one buddy wouldn't even walk up the the the, the staircase to go up to it so he could check it check it out. My other buddy went up, opened up the door and went, Oh, you're fucking sick. <laughs> and dude, when I was when I was doing it, it was I was it was so hot, so sweaty. It was so gross. Of course, they want to shower you, so you had to take a shower first, which made the room fucking steamy and because it was a it was a it was a kind of a, a bathroom room mix thing, and you're just sitting there pounding away because you've already came four times that day, and it's just warm and you're sweating and just like, uh, it was horrible. It was, you know, I finished like because I'm a pig and you know, <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do, but it was. It was so shady. Like at any moment, someone could have came in, drugged me, and stole my kidney. No one wants those. They're they're useless, and my liver is useless. Yeah, same. You're safe. But you have to go. You have to. You have to go to Hong Kong. It's amazing. I'll do it. I'm totally down. I've been wanting to go to Hong Kong for a minute. Four hour flight from Japan. Done and done. <laughs> David Lord, it is actually about that time. We're going to call last call. Last call, bitches. So where can we find you on the social media? Where can we find what you're up to? Uh, David Lord Triple X at Twitter. I I, kinda, I hang out there, talk shit to Mike Quasar and my friends. Uh, you can get uh, you see what we're up to and the shenanigans and the Apple boxes we like to sit on and shoot porno. No Instagram, no? Uh, I have an Instagram. I think it's David Lord Triple X or David Lord. David Lord Triple X, you'll find me. Awesome. Facebook, same thing, Dave Lord Triple X. And your project's coming out soon? Um, 
I, 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 we're shooting Saturday. Uh, uh, I direct for Devil Film sometimes, and we're doing a, a fresh teen. It's back to the old school. Andrew Blake, just sexy tees, young, fresh teen faces. We're not reinventing the wheel. We're just having some fun. Actually, that's going to be, I'm actually, uh, Andrew Blake was a big influence on me. I love his stuff, and I've been ripping him off for years. So I get to go be Andrew Blake for, uh, poor man's Andrew Blake for the day. So fun times. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, on that note, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, Matt Slayer on Snapchat. Matt Slayer. Thank you, thank you. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. Check us out. Do us a solid. Go to iTunes. Rate us five stars. Give us a shitty review. Just give us five stars while you're doing it. <laughs> like, These guys suck, but man, they are five stars. Exactly. Ghost, and dude, the ghost. I don't know. You probably have like a canned thing that you're, but guys, ghost fucking tequila, dude. I swear to God, I don't even drink. I kind of want to take a swig of this because it just smells amazing. And apparently it tastes good too. It does. I'm not going to say on air that I will do a shot with you, but I'm not, I can't do it. But, I, but no, it no, I'm not going to ask ridiculous. you to. It smells ridiculously good. It smells, if you like the booze, like I like the booze. It smells so good. You know it's fucking awesome. It is pretty rad. They're a proud sponsor of this show. But on that note, David Lord, we're going to call it a night. Peace out. Night all.